Material Components Episode 36 The Devil in the Details Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey adventurers, how you doing? Good. Doing good. good. You're glad to be back. Yeah. From last uh, week. <laughs> uh, hey guys, I am Olivia. I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I am Elliot, and I am playing uh, Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, half elf rogue. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Drawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. So, I would like to begin this session the way I begin every session, which is by asking all of you if you remember what happened last time. Uh, uh, yeah. at, least we're not, at least we're not going into it rolling initiative immediately again. Mm. That was. That was fun. I was just re-listening to that this morning, and just all four of us groaning in despair was pretty nice. <laughs> uh, I, so Cherish, Grawl, and I kind of sat down for a bit, like drank some some mint juleps, uh, and just let Tirza take the fight. I mean, yeah. e- effectively, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. It was so She was having a good time. She needed that. It was like a spa. Honestly, it was like the equivalent of a spa day for her. (laughs) This is the closest I ever get to relaxing. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, I'm worried now. Um, Yeah, we. Yeah, again, we fought a chain devil in air quotes. Uh, And minions, I guess. And minions, yeah. We we fought the zombies, sort he of tag a, team. He was a very spooky boy, and all of his boys were very spooky, too. Yeah. This was a very spooky me. couple of episodes. He shot you? Well, well, well the spooky boy on the roof uh, shot me. Oh, right. Yeah. Roof, roof spooky boy. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many spooky boys. Yeah. Gotta narrow it down. Or yeah. lousy with them. But yes, you did indeed confront a chain devil that was holed up in the abandoned, gutted farmstead that was once run by the Ettenson family. Upon rescuing the what was re- what was left of the Ettenson family, all four of them, investigating their house, you did indeed find a chain devil, and proceeded to kick its butt. But not before discovering that it was controlling a bunch of zombies and ghouls and other sundry undead. And there was also some other strange blue-skinned creature that had assaulted the party from the rooftops, but fled the battle once things had turned sideways for it. Yeah. What a dick. You're unaware of its particular uh, genitalia situation, but leastways it fled. (laughs) After which, yeah. you proceeded to investigate what was left of the farmstead. Hmm. Found some more dead bodies in various states of ritual. Oh. Yeah, it was some hmm. weird, weird ritual stuff. And then also weird ritual rock. Yeah. yeah. Stone. 
humming and rock with runes on it. We sort of all yelled at each other for a minute about that one mm-hmm. and other and other things that we had done to each other. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Did, Again, how could you do uh, that, Teresa? How could you do? Group that? therapy sessions are necessary. <laughs> I feel like as adventurers, a lot of adventurers would be going through some sort of group therapy just due to the amount of bullshit they have to deal with like on a day-to-day basis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're all completely like broken at this point. Yeah. This is the side, the offshoot podcast is just all of them <laughs> going to therapy. <laughs> oh. Uh, but yeah, Grawl stabbed the rock. Mm-hmm. As he is wont to do. And- you know? Indeed, because it turns out not all books have pages within them. It seems as though your interpretation of Mott's call for knowledge in exchange for power may not be limited to the written word as it appears on paper. There might be a broader interpretation that has been neglected until now. Like dance? Like dance, yes. Does right. Mott also think that hot dogs are sandwiches? Uh, he is more of the theory that they are a defaced burrito, but... Uh, ah! Mm. No, that's that's a fair interpretation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not one I've heard before, but I'm prepared to defend it, honestly. <laughs> to the death. It, just immediately, <laughs> on board. Uh, <laughs> uh, then we buried the dead. Well, we... Burned the dead. You did indeed, with a little bit of help. Yes. Mm. Mayor showed up, helped mm-hmm. us. Seemed very remorseful about the whole situation. So I don't know. Maybe it's an act. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's been very difficult to get a bead on the mayor for most of you. Yeah. I'm telling you, he seems like a like like a solid dude now. Uh-huh. Okay, now I, I mean that is that is so the great. impression that I am currently getting as well. But you know, just also like maybe we could find why. out about his backstory if somebody who had access to that could could tell us things about it, and That's, maybe then we could understand why he was the way he was. It's, it's just weird. not possible, though. Um, like, I don't know if exist. you know this, but he told me not to tell <laughs> anyone. No, so, we're not. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> no, don't no, worry. Y'all, y'all do. You, the players, know that. This is true. Uh, <sighs> that was funny. But yes, <laughs> after doing what you could to clean up the Edinson farmstead, most of the day had passed. And so, what would have been a day's trek to the hills to the southwest of the farm turned into a night of camping as you were determined to reach the hills come the morning, working under the assumption that the creatures you fought at the farmstead seemed to be weakened by daylight, so anything you ran into out there might be similarly at a disadvantage. Yeah. Upon making your campsite in what appeared to be the safest of locations... Because, as, because again, to reiterate, Sid got a 26... <laughs> on that roll. <laughs> very good. Very good roll. You found a location that was completely shielded from prying eyes that may lurk out in those hills. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Speaking of those hills. Them hills. Hills literally have eyes. <laughs> upon making camp, Grawl stumbled upon a morbid scene. The shattered, though still clinging to life, remains of Lou, the spyglass forge bond item of Marshall Forrester. What it's doing out here and why it has been broken, you don't know, and you may not have time to understand because it gave you a single quick warning of behind you. And as you turn to look, the rock face behind which you had sheltered began to move of its own accord. I need everyone to make perception checks. Alright. Okay. Let's do this thing. Oop, 16. Not great. I also got a 16. Uh, I got an 18. 12. Cool. You all turn as this whole rock face that you've built your camp next to begins to rise. It is obvious and terrible as the last little bits of sunlight catch this stone that you assumed was just some jagged rock outcropping now begins to lift and rise. A pair of gleaming, furious, crimson eyes open beneath huge, ridged horns of a bulbous, snarling head. Wings that seem too small to lift the bulk of this creature unfurl. A tail whips around as what you assumed was the ridge of land uncurls itself. There is still rock here. There is still a space with which you might take cover, but a solid third of this hillscape is detaching itself from the land and standing up over you. And I need everyone to make wisdom saving throws at disadvantage, except for oh. Cherish. Oh, okay. Huh. That's hmm. weird. Uh, weird. You also all have plus twos. Cool. <gasps> that's no good. No, that's not good either. <laughs> Um, I got a 16. 16? 12. 12? 10. 10. I got a 9. Okay. You are all terrified and are frightened as this creature rises up and up and up 15, 20 feet tall. It looms over you and you see what you thought was a fallen tree is now a gigantic black iron mace. You stand rooted for a half second as the thing finishes its ascent, and in a twisted voice that was maybe never meant to speak through the gnarled teeth that jut from its mouth, it says, Non passant tail chance. 
Cherish, you're I the can- only one to understand <laughs> this. I was going to say, do I catch the, the accent of Infernal there? <laughs> you can smell the Infernal. It smells like fresh breads. And <laughs> and you know that this creature is saying, I would kill you if not for your father. These oh. others have no such luck. Oh. Uh, uh, hey guys. What is it saying? Um. And as you're stuttering and standing <laughs> backwards, falling away from this thing's dreadful words, all of you beginning to feel the itch at the base of your spine, some primal animal instinct telling you to flee, to abandon your animals, to run out into the night. Your horses are going wild. Even... The celestial reindeer is beginning to roll and buck with fear. The black horse, Soth, snorts angrily and begins to charge this creature out of some insane rage. We just got that horse. And whatever this creature is will lift its mace into the air and slam it down next to your camp. What none of you noticed, and what is now revealed, is a patch of darkness that was right next to your camp, and a creature that none of you observed lets out a shrieking cry as it is destroyed by this falling thunderous mace that lets out a shriek of high-pitched thunderous sound. Lightning crackles as the mace strikes the ground, and a black-scaled dragon-like creature wielding two scimitars that had been in a bubble of darkness is obliterated in a single blow. Uh. (laughs) It then turns towards Sid. And (laughs) (laughs) lifting its mace yet again. Stop! You shout, Please? stop. See for play? <laughs> and it turns <laughs> towards you, stopping ever so briefly before committing Sid to absolute ruin. And at the same time, a voice from nowhere goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. Boss, 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 you can't kill the bodyguards. You can't kill the bodyguards. And appearing next to you, Cherish, the red and black scaled flesh of the lesser just whoop appears out of nowhere. <sighs> what took you long enough? And over his little impish shoulder, flapping in the air, uh, the lesser will say, "Sorry, I was I was uh, tracking those uh, Abishai over there." Um. Okay. So yeah, can can we can we um? And the huge creature, this the lesser's boss, will slowly lower the mace. Its eyes, pupilless, just full of red hellfire, squint slightly in frustrated contempt for all of you. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. 
Can anybody else tell that I peed my pants? No. Okay, good. good. I mean, now, Thanks. I mean, now, shh, tears a... <laughs> And as the creature settles back slightly, its mace dragging along the ground, you can see little ripples of lightning arcing out from this weapon, scorching the ground around it. Getting a decent look at this thing, the only light being cast here is that of your campfire that flickered ever so slightly at the rapid motion of this huge creature. You can see now that it stands on two massive clawed feet, its skin this ruddy, mud-colored, like, clay, terracotta red, that just drips with little seams of black in between the scales. Moving along inside those black seams, you can see little ripples of lightning arcing between the scales. Again, its wings, and it does have wings, seem too small to lift the bulk of this creature. It has the body somewhat of a man, rippling muscles of a chest, but all of it covered in hard, tough, chitinous scales. Its hands are these huge, gnarled things tipped with black claws. Its mouth is full of these gigantic, curving, tusk-like teeth that seem like they shouldn't allow this creature to talk. Its head is ringed in what looks like almost a crown of horns that sweep back over its head. And it stares down at all of you as the lesser lets out a sigh and goes, Oh, okay. And Are we good? He'll turn, flapping in the air still to you, Cherish, and said, Kid, you could have said you were coming. How would I possibly have told you that at all? I mean, I saw you just a few days ago. You could have said you were coming out here. I told you to stay safe, and yeah, this is probably the safest place, but I thought you were just going to stay in town. That seemed like the plan. This is the safest place? This is the safest place? Do, do we all say in unison? <laughs> <laughs> and the lesser will shrug his slender little shoulders and say, Well, yeah, for you. Pointing at Cherish. And how's that? I mean, I've been accosted at every point. I mean, obviously this guy didn't realize that um, we were all, you know, together. Yep. But the bodyguards, yep. Uh-huh. That's yep, that's <laughs> definitely what it is. And a thunderous voice in all of your minds says, No, I was aware. <laughs> well, that's rude. And then, we'll cherish, cherish what? What it, is? It this? will let out a snort. I fucking no! And it looks like thunder clouds come out of its nose. Little bolts of lightning crackling in those dark steam jets. Is that's this, pretty cool? Is this Dad? I don't. Uh, think no, so. I think he. No. 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 Okay. Okay. The lesser will let out a little he chuckle. Look, he looks nothing like Cherish. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even purple. That's a good question, though. Is my dad purple? Is that why I'm purple? I don't know why I'm purple. Are we having this conversation in front of this giant know. rock devil? So, we're all still frightened. I, I don't, don't think know. we're doing anything logical. <laughs> 
After a few minutes, the fear slowly subsides. Uh, you are still very much on edge, but uh, given several rounds of saving throws, I'll just assume that you all make it eventually. Especially with tears as bonuses. Yeah. Maybe a swig or two of liquor. <laughs> just like casually sipping in the back. <laughs> Um, Grawl? Uh, 19 at this point. Okay, that's fine. Grawl, are you holding the spyglass? Yeah. And the bits? Is it in bits, or is it just, like, a bent kind of, like, cracked? The front lens of it has shattered and is scattered on the ground. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick up all the bits. And as you're doing that, the huge devil is settling down onto its haunches, having one arm on top of a leg, the other arm dangling to the side, still clutching at the mace. He's just staring at all of you with this barely we, controlled hatred. We should we should not be here, maybe? <clears throat> I um I feel like this is probably not a good place to stick around. Oh, what gave you that idea? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I mean, it was the giant rock devil. <laughs> was that it? Oh, shit. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, this is... Like, I, this guy doesn't look like he's gonna let my bodyguards get through the night alive. So, yeah. Ugh. Are you saying this to the lesser? Yeah. And the lesser will say, <laughs> it's fine. Look, uh, the boss here, he's got a bit of a temper where you mortals are concerned. I'll admit that. But uh, this is the safest place you're going to be tonight, believe me. And he'll point towards the shattered, broken body of what is clearly an Abishai. It's yeah. another of those strange, draconic creatures. Two arms, two legs. This one has curved horns that come down along the sides of its face, parallel to the jaw. It has black scales, and it seemed to have two scimitars that it was readying that have just been thrown onto the floor, one of them completely destroyed. And the lesser will say, there's a whole mess of those fuckers out there tonight. Oh, jeez. Good to know. Yeah. And... And your boss is keeping us safe from them. Why? And the lesser will just, like, give you a sardonic look and then look back at Cherish like, this rube. Oh, that doesn't explain anything. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Um, I, I, but I think Cherish is going to try to, like, at least pretend to be on the level, like, yeah, right, like, you know. The bounty and all that. Uh, <laughs> it's like Jenny, I haunt her with, with tears of like. <laughs> and the lesser will say, I mean, that's, yeah, that's part of it, yeah. Anyone who's anybody is out for your skin, kid. Great. Love it. An open ended contract to break a, uh, a deal? <laughs> that's, that's, that ain't, that just ain't done. What? What is happening? <laughs> what is happening? So, like, what? Just 
like, why? It's so annoying. I have so much stuff to do. <laughs> and the lesser will say, well, not tonight you don't. Ugh. Whatever. I will... Are the horses still freaking out, or have they kind of figured out their... There's... Especially... Who is it? Sid is still the only one with a normal horse. Yeah. That horse is just freaking the F out. The Black Stallion Soth seems to still be, like, very ready to attack this gigantic devil. It's, like, mad. Oh, what a good boy. Um, Can I... I like to try and calm my horse down. Yeah. Okay, give me an animal handling roll. Can I assist that? Yeah, sure. Give you advantage on that, Sid. Yeah, I will give Sid advantage. Uh, 15. Okay. After a few very studious minutes of just standing with your horse, you managed to calm it down. Its eyes are definitely rolling and terrified by what's happening, but if you're with it constantly, you can keep it from trying to rip itself out of where you staked it. Um, I I want to go. Uh, I want to help Lou out. Uh, if I use my jeweler's kit, like in addition to mending, can I like? fix it fix like not obviously mending doesn't fix magical properties but like mm-hmm. um you don't know you have never tried something like this i know but i want to help then you're i gonna, want to fix this boy then you can try i will all right so do not there's no try then yeah, give exactly. me a Let's see, what would this be? An intelligent, uh, an arcana roll. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to use advantage. Um, no. Okay. I'm substitu- <laughs> I am substituting arcana for something that, a skill that doesn't really exist. Uh, the advantage you get with Maz is particularly pertaining to knowing stuff about magic. This okay. is for having to do with handling magical items. Okay, that makes sense. You try to consult Maz and her... She's like, yeah, I'm a magical item. I don't know. <laughs> Physician heal thyself. Yeah, right. Uh, 22. Okay. Uh, so you settle down to this work. You're a little unsure about if it will succeed or not, but you know it's probably going to take a little while because you have to slowly find and put together this jigsaw of shattered glass shards to create this lens and then affix it into Lou the spyglass before you can fix the hole. So this is going to take some time. Yeah. What are the rest of you doing? As this giant Um. devil looms over you and the lesser settle down, settles down on top of your campfire. Just looks uh, like he's kind of just like lounging a little bit in the middle of your campfire. He just scratch his belly occasionally. <laughs> his butt, actually. Oh, uh, mm. um, pick out like a, a splinter of burnt wood and pick his teeth with it. Um, Does he have his like horse under control or is that like a an issue. 
It's under control. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking with the horse, though. Just something to keep myself occupied. Okay. Yeah, I think Tirza is also over there, and as they're like, calm down, horsey, <laughs> um, she says, I, I don't like this. I don't think we should stay here, and I don't necessarily trust that we're safe here. That yeah. thing doesn't make me feel very safe. And as you say that yeah. and look over your shoulder, you see the eyes of the giant devil just locked onto you. <laughs> Exhibit A. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. This is not not enjoying this so far. Do you think it's gonna like kill us in our sleep? Uh, maybe. I I don't know, and I I don't know why it's even let us live this long. But it's it's fiendish and not to be trusted. Grawl, what are you doing well, while this conversation is happening? Um, uh, goddamn. Uh, how many bodies are there around? One of the of the no of the like the Abishai. One, just the one. Yeah. Okay. The lesser says that there are more of them out there in the darkness, but oh, this okay. one at least was obliterated by the boss. How obliterated? Like search through its stuff, like. Or, like, I mean, it's the, just mush. There is still a discernible corpse. It was shattered by the giant mace, but it is still there. You could rifle through the corpse if you wanted to. All right. Sure, why not? All right, give me an investigation roll. Ooh. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Oh, okay. Searching the body of this creature... Actually, with a nat twenty, let's let's do let's find do some burnt toast. No, let's do something fun. What are you gonna find? Um, I think you're gonna find something off of this table here. Thirteen. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> oh no. Drugs. Devil drugs. Hardcore Devil drugs. drugs. Yeah, hardcore drugs. You f- down the path of rocks. <laughs> you find that its sword appears to be of a very fine make. The other one that it was holding was completely just shattered by the blow, but somehow the second sword survived. And in upon inspecting it, you can see that it was still on this creature's person, so it should have just broken as well. But something about this sword makes you think that it is uh, of greater quality. I'm gonna look at everyone. Uh, do, do, do you mind if I partake? Just gonna take this really quick. Anyone mind? <laughs> nope. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you have a Fancy sword. You don't know what it does. Alright. Next time we see Omatep. <laughs> out of the deal. I was out here to make money. He really is. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That tracks. 
Does it really? Graz is here to make money? No, I don't think that does. He likes his money. He's not here to make money. So, you can see that the there is a large gemstone set into the pommel of this sword, and it is a very big garnet. Okay. Cool. That gleams with a light all its own. Mm -hmm. Fancy. Um, Sid, do you, do you mind if I put this in the bag? Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't have a thing to carry it. That's fine. Magic sword. Um, Reed, are you writing down that you have a magic sword, or should yes, I? Write I'm, I'm writing it down. Okay, I've got a magic sword in Sid's bag. The okay. bag. The bag. It's our yeah, it's our bag. Excuse me, our bag. He's just the holder of our bag. He's the pack mule for our bag of holding. Yeah. And then I pat him on the head and feed him a carrot. Spin face. <laughs> so, Cherish is dedicated to the task of fixing Lou. Um, Sid, Tears, are you doing anything else? Uh, I mean... Um, the serenity prayer over and over and over again. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, this is not good. I don't like this situation at all. Okay. But I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> all right. Sid, you just sticking with your horse? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So a. Long, awkward silence fills the camp, punctuated by the harsh breath of this boss creature. Every once in a while, when one of you will move across the camp to tend to some loose bit of, like, your tents or some bit of food, there will be a... <sighs> as though it disapproves of every action and motion that you make. The lesser is just humming gently to himself in the fire. Uh, idly, every once in a while, he'll look over and glance at what Cherish is doing. Cherish's whole concentration is focused on this reconstruction project. After an hour, Cherish, you have mm -hmm. the lens about as fixed as it's going to be. Something about the nature of the forge-bonded item your mending doesn't 100% take. Yeah. The glass isn't seamless. There is a large crack that runs through it just off-center, and a, a second crack that approaches from the circumference so that it forms a, a bit of a T-shape. Where the two meet, the cracks seem to have, like, lurched out towards the middle, and it makes for a, a weird pattern of some kind of triangular nature. And as you bring it close to the tube, uh, Lou will let out a, a low whimper of, you don't know if Forge Bond items can feel pain or not, but it seems to be in distress of some kind. I haven't, but I haven't put the lens back on yet. You are about to. Okay. 
Wait, should I not do this? And it just makes a low keening sound. This. <sighs> I don't know what to do! Okay, I'm gonna do it. Okay. So you finally cast Mending, and there is a rush of gold and crimson light that circles around the lens as it seals into the metal and wood tubing. And then there is a gasp from the item, a <gasps> and you see the gemstones on Maz flare for a moment. The five colored gemstones suddenly gain a light all of their own. And Maz will say in your mind, Exquisite! No king shaming, but... <laughs> um, Lou, are you okay? And the spyglass will say, y Yes? Okay, I I did my best. Um, I'm not really... I haven't really done like anything like this before. What happened? Out here. Looking. Looking at... Fires. Big thing. Attacked clay. Broke me. Did you... Did he get away? Don't know. Couldn't see. It's okay. I don't... I, I think I say rest now, even though I'm like, this is... I don't think that that's how that works, but... Um... Uh, and then I'm going to say to the lesser, there was another person out here. What happened to him? And the lesser is snoring gently in your campfire. I poke him with a stick. And go, <laughs> and kind of like roll around and kick up some ash and flakes of cinder and roll out of the fire, brush himself off and flap his wings a little bit. And he, you've only gotten to look at his imp form a couple of times. He's got these long bandy legs. He's like a guy who has suspenders pulled up all the way to his nipples. <laughs> His torso doesn't make up much of his body. So he's oh really boy! Attractive, he's got right? the he's got these long spindly arms and long spindly legs and these wiry wings and a whipping tail that comes to an end with a little like bladed sliver. It's like half of a triangle at the end of his tail. And he'll brush himself off and sort of look up at you and say, "I'm sorry. What now? I was napping. Come on. It's been a long day." Anyway, there was another guy out here. What happened to him? Another mortal. Oh, uh, was it a couple of nights ago? When was this? I don't know. There's lots of people around here. Yes, uh, probably a couple of nights ago. Just trying, like, uh, doing the math about Forrester's, like, route. Like, yeah, it was probably a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, think so. 
What happened to him? That's not a yes or no question. All you asked was, was there somebody out here? That is no, a yes or no question. I specifically asked, there was another guy out here. What happened to him? Uh, stickler for the mm. rules. Take after your parents, though, don't you? Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He got scared. He ran away. I don't blame him. The boss is a scary guy. But and, he left. He was alive when he left. I mean, mostly. There's a lot of that red stuff coming out of him. Oh my god. Oh, Damn, just <laughs> I'm just joking. I know it's blood. He's probably okay. Do the rest of us hear this conversation? Yeah, I was just about oh, to yeah, say. Oh yeah, 100%. The lesser yeah. it has never spoken Infernal in all the time you've talked to him. Okay. The war with uh, an inside voice. <laughs> uh, can I look around for like a trail of blood? You can give me a survival check, yes. Okay. Oh, hey. Sixteen. Glancing around, it's it's really difficult to say as your eyes keep getting drawn to the just absolutely destroyed corpse of the Abishai. There's a lot of blood around, but it seems to have been in a spray pattern from that creature. Yeah. Though its blood is black and viscous. And you're suddenly reminded of the weird runic pattern drawn in the upper level of the Edinson homestead. Hmm. There's no distinct trail that you can find that would lead you to believe that somebody else walked away from here bleeding. You didn't happen to see what direction he ran off in, did you? Uh... And you're addressing the lesser, I'm guessing? The lesser, that's correct. He'll say, I don't really want to talk to the big one. Yeah, the big one doesn't want to talk to you either. Um, the lesser will say, yeah, but it'll cost you. Uh, yeah, what, what will it cost me? Your immortal soul. And he stare at him. The lesser seems real proud of himself for suggesting this. Cherish, you have the worst friends. Um. Am I not friends with you? Point still stands. <laughs> um, I think Tirza... <laughs> uh, I think Tirza like, pulls the Warhammer off the, be off the belt and, like, does the, um, like, stride over and puts the hammer like above him in the flame. He's standing right next to the fire, so he's not in the fire. Oh, he's not he... he's not laying there anymore. No. Okay. He got poked out. Oh, yeah, I cherish. So you like uh, whack a mole yeah. style hover the hammer I'd over like, his head? Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to intimidation check, please. Okay. Um okay. uh listen, devil, tell us where he went and I won't Smush you. Just looking up at the big one as she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll, the boss I'll... will let out a from behind yeah. you. Give me an intimidation roll, Tirza. Yeah, I'll fuck fuck. I don't know. Um 
That is a uh, 21. That uh, could not that could potentially be bad for me. The imp but. will raise its hands and like be staring up at the head of this mace and just say, Hey, 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 nobody wants to get smushed. And he'll his eyes will dart over to the huge devil who is standing behind Tirza with an almost equal stance of just like <laughs> your yeah. your hammer fall, his hammer's gonna fall. That's fair. But the lesser seems properly intimidated by the whole situation. Uh, I take a large step back. <laughs> <laughs> and the lesser will say, Why do you want to know where some mortal guy got to, huh? I don't know that that matters, but we're working with him. And he'll glance around and, and specifically look to Cherish. You're working with him? Yeah. And the lesser will roll his eyes and, like, cock his head back at the the big guy and say, Or is he working for you? Oh, uh, that's, yes, uh, sorry, it's, the, the, the vernacular, it gets a little lost on me sometimes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, he was going to come out here and scout for me. Before I came out here, oh! But that happened. That happened after I ran into you, so there was no way to, you know, get that message out. Sure, sure. And he'll glance around towards the large devil, kind of like looking out from behind tears, and say, "You hear that, boss?" And inside your mind, you all hear this just like ruinous voice saying. Their meat speak means nothing to me. And the lesser will say pointedly in common, So yeah, clearly there was a misunderstanding. Yes. It would seem so. And Cherish will give you a big wink. So? So? Oh, he went that away, And he'll point to the southwest. Okay. That's bad. When, yeah, it's bad. When, uh. Uh, admittedly, I don't think he was thinking too hard about it at the time. Uh, and... I wasn't obviously in a position to give him guidance, as I did not know he was working for you. Right. And he'll wink again. Um, <laughs> for a devil, he is a bad liar. <laughs> so bad. Uh, I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, that was a couple of days ago, so... Yeah, I mean, all sorts of things could have gotten to him by now. There's the That's Abishai, not what I was trying the... to say. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So this, so this area is. There are lots of Abishai around here, right? Uh, well, one less now, but uh, at least tonight they've been coming out of the woodwork. I'm, uh, I'm guessing they, they'll glance over at Cherish, got wind of your arrival. 
Probably that guy. The house. And behind you, the huge devil will let out a snort. Okay, I'm, like, really not into this whole passive-aggressive communication thing. Like, can you interpret at least? Who are you saying this to? The lesser? The lesser. And the lesser will say, Oh, ah, uh, well, it's a, it's a subtle language, but mostly he just hates all of you. Oh, okay, that's... He hates being here, he hates communicating with people, he... Uh, really wants to kill all of you, but, uh, you know, he won't. And the lesser will kind of grin with this, like, <laughs> toothy little pug face of his. So why is he here? Oh, well, the boss here, he's, uh... Ah, uh, and he'll kind of, like, glance around at Sid and Grawl and Tirza and, like, kind of point at all of them and say, how much did they, uh... I don't want to be spilling secrets that I don't mind to spill, you know. We're her bodyguards. It's important for us to know any pertinent information to protecting her. Lesser. And the lesser will look at you and say, yeah, okay, bodyguard. You're God in the body. That doesn't mean you got God in the mind, all right? They know as much as I do. Cool. Which I don't say. Ah, <laughs> uh, and he'll say, The boss is here to look out for you whenever you get close. Every time you've wandered into one of the influences, and he'll say influences with some pointedness, The boss and I got uh, sent out to, you know, make sure you you don't get swept up, as it were. <laughs> Into... Oh, anything, really. I've done a bad job of that so far. I don't say that out loud. Um... <clears throat> Clearly, there's lots of people who uh, have... Your don't have your best interest at heart, Cherish. And uh, the boss and I, we're here to uh, make sure that they, they don't get a say in the matter. And he'll look over at the Abishai corpse just smushed on the ground. Yeah. So why does he hate me so much? Oh, it's not you. It's it's everyone. It's... He's... I wouldn't exactly call him uh, the nicest of devils. And the huge boss devil will go... And the lesser will say, he just hates all mortals. Don't take it personally. Oh. Mortals killed his dad. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, uh. And the fact that he's being sent here to, you know, like, protect one of them, it really chafes his briefs. And he doesn't even wear pants. Right. So... They couldn't have gotten someone who would have been, like, at least halfway, like, happy with the job? To I just, I don't like to, he doesn't like his job. I don't like to see that. Cherish, look, it's not about like where we're from. That's not how this works. Well, that's unfortunate. Eh, 
It's a living. Or well, unliving, depending on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, the boss, you- he's just, uh, he's, he's a little chafed at having to protect the mortal. So, yeah, don't take it personally, but look, ain't no one going to protect you better than him, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I if if I can pull Sid and Grawl to the side, I think I will and ask if should we should we go look for Marshall Forrester or stay here or I just I It is full night at this point. The overcast skies do not give you any starlight or moonlight to see by. There's a small ring of firelight around your camp, and the dull, hateful glow of the eyes of the huge devil. But other than that, it is a dark, dark night. Um, well, I certainly want to find him. Um but I get the impression that if we were to desert Cherish here, uh, what's the point of us being around? I mean, hypothetically in that situation, she would, I don't know, talk, talk sense into them or whatever. I don't even know what's going on with that whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, how far away have you guys huddled together? Probably not that far. Yeah, Cherish is kind of like sitting on like a log or whatever, just kind of like, like, kind of folding her arms and like looking at you guys, like very much like, oh, guys. Hey guys. <laughs> I'm giving you the thumbs up. It's not Good. really making me feel better, but <laughs> it doesn't have to. But you're getting the thumbs up. <laughs> Fine. I really wish my friends would talk to me. This is a really hard situation for me, too. <laughs> the lesser will sort of, like, hop up onto the log next to you, this tiny little Kermit the Frog-esque proportions. This horrible little... It's not easy being purple. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll say, Look, I know you got a thousand and one questions, and, uh, I know I'm not very helpful in answering them. You're really not. I know. It's part of my charm. Anyway. Uh, so long as you're here, at least for tonight, I figure... Hey, why not toss you a bone or two, right? Really? Sure, yeah. Why not? I mean, let's call it a a tete-a-tete, yeah? Yeah. One for you, one for me. What am I giving you? It's just questions, Jerish. Just a little bit of information. Nothing too damaging, I'm sure. How about a three for three? How does that sound? Okay. And he'll put out a little hand to shake. 
It's got these like hoofy little claw hands. I ask you three, and you ask me three. That's what I said. All right. And you shake on it? Yeah. Okay. You feel this little hiss of heat as he grips two of your fingers, and you shake a little vigorously. His eyes light up suddenly with crimson light, and he goes, Oh, so that's what that feels like. Cool. Well, hot. I don't know. So yeah. anyway, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, what's, I mean, uh, okay. Why is this bounty on me? Like, what's the point? What is, you know, the, you know, big guy want? And he'll look over at the boss. And no, no, no. Bigger. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean the, the, with the seal and on the bounty and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, clearly he wants your soul. So. And he'll just give a shrug. What is, oh. <sighs> okay. Do you want me to ask? Uh, mm. No, no. I think it's my turn now. Okay. So, Cherish, who raised you? A blacksmith. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> my girl. <laughs> I guess it's your turn then. Is my mother still alive? As far as I know. My turn? It would seem so. What is the name of that blacksmith? And you feel this little heat tingling at the base of your skull. Her name is Kalkin. Excellent. Well, last one. Why do you want to know who raised me? And the imp will suddenly convulse slightly. And his wing on the left side will twitch sporadically. And his head will sort of like twist to the side. His eye will start to really start to work and twitch. And suddenly you see a brand just flare up on his forehead. This runic sigil that looks like a clawed foot suddenly erupts. 
What the hell? The claw has six toes. What's with all these toes? I hate this. And he'll say, Ah, oh, I... Who, 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 um, could you, could you, oh, could you ask another question? Maybe anything, 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 mm, anything but that, anything but that. that was your last question. Ah, ah, ooh, anything, please, 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 please. And he's just like, it looks like he's beginning to writhe with pain. Only if that counts as your last question. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Please, please, please. Oh, oh, Lord, uh, What Lord. have you gotten yourself into, the lesser? Uh, and... <laughs> when you ask that out loud, um... He'll say, uh, The only way I could answer that other question was by breaking an oath I made to my master from Kenya. Uh, your father, mm. I couldn't... Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't. Oh, great. good lord. Wow, he just gets greater and greater every time I... Every time something happens. What an asshole. And he'll begin to, like, writhe and fall off the log, and it looks like he's still twitching in pain. That brand isn't going anywhere. Well, it looks like we're done. And are you good? He's just like letting out little like ah, 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 horrible little shrieks as he's writhing on the ground. You all see this. Okay, seriously, buddy. Like, what's going? Like, I mean, I you know, are you okay? And it is looks, this gonna pass? He's like twitching on the ground and he's trying to scrabble something out. He's looks like he's trying to draw something in the dirt. Okay. And you just stand there and watch? Yeah, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's the only way he's communicating. Uh, yeah, he's just letting out, like, horrible little shrieks, and he's trying desperately to write something in the dirt. What is it? Look like anything? It looks like it's written in Infernal. But What's... But... I mean, he's just, like, it's very poorly written. It's made by someone who looks like they're having a seizure. Yeah. What's ha happening to him? What? Um, I'm... <sighs> Something... Hold on. Is there any way I can, like, try to decipher what he's writing? It looks like he's writing a name. Okay. What is the name he's writing? Oh, balls. Uh, the name he's writing is Aurea. A-U-R-E-A. -E uh. No, what is his name? Oh, his name. Ah, oh, the lesser's name. Oh, son of a bitch. Uh, what are the rest of you uh, doing while this is happening? Um, What's the big guy doing. I'm keeping an eye on this on on him. The boss is just staring down with contempt. And when this all just started to happen, and the lesser started to like twitch and convulse, 
you hear one of the most disturbing sounds any of you have ever heard, and that is a low rumbling chuckle coming from the giant devil. For the first time, it seems amused by what's happening. Uh, hold on, let me... Are you, any wow. of you doing anything while this is happening? Grawl, uh, Sid, Tirza? I don't like watching it be in pain, but I don't necessarily know that I would help. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stand back and, like, just, just watch. Okay. I, I feel bad about this, but like, <laughs> Sid, are you? I don't, don't know a way to help the tiny man. Um, I'm not a fan of him. Uh, <laughs> he's having a seizure. <laughs> what am I? I well, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I have I no things. feeling. Yeah, I, I know, things. but I have an oath. <laughs> I honestly don't know if your healing would do anything. That's yeah. true, healing honestly. Hurt, hurt <laughs> yeah, right. So you're all having this like discussion of just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Like, you do something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and Cherish, you lean help. over and you see this name being written in. What is that name? Parvos? Parvos? Yeah. Oh, I was saying that in the Cherish, as Cherish. Okay. Like, so you say that out loud? Yeah. Like and it's it's weird and scrawled and you're trying to get the pronunciation right and when you say it, yeah, uh, the lesser will let out a <gasps> gasp and suddenly just flop to the ground. Hey, what 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 was that? And the lesser will just like, oh, uh, I think that's uh, enough questions for tonight. As he's sort of like pushing himself up. And just like holding his head, and the brand has disappeared off of his forehead now. You're right. You really aren't helpful. <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> um, and he's sort of just like kicking at the the dirt where the name was written. Um, and he's he's just gonna like stumble almost drunkenly back to the fire and just kind of do a belly flop down on top of it and let a long. <sighs> so, what do the rest of you do with your evening? I like honestly. Do you sleep? Do you take watch? Like, we should take watches. Should we take watches? I don't yes. even know. Yeah. We are, we are taking watches. Uh, then fine. Yeah, I I think Tears is like, I'm done with tonight and today and everything. <laughs> Fuck this fiendish nonsense. <laughs> same, same order as normal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're all trying to get some sleep? Mm-hmm. Excellent. God damn it, Mike. <sighs> I don't know if... Mike, I need my HP oh. back, okay? You all yeah. begin to take your rests, sullenly aware of the 
huge looming presence of the boss standing over you. Every once in a while, the lesser will crawl out of the fire and keep feeding it throughout the night. He'll grab wood from where you've just like have it with your packs and little bundles and he'll grab a piece and lug it over to the fire with his tiny little frame and throw it on top and then just like settle down back on top of it. He seems utterly exhausted but determined to keep the fire as hot as possible. I need everyone to give me perception checks as you take your watches. Great. Oh. It's the only good perception check I've ever gotten on a watch. 17. So first up is Sid. Uh, 16. 16. Sid, your watch passes without incident. The baleful glare of the boss puts you at a constant edge. You'll walk out from the campsite briefly, your eyes adjusting to the darkness as you get away from the firelight. In the distance, you can see those huge bonfires on the hills to the southwest. They burn crimson. And you can't help but note that the lights of those fires are the same that burn in the eyes of the boss. But other than that, your watch passes without incident. Cherish. Yeah, uh, I got a dirty 20. Much the same. Your watch is without real incident. Remaining close to the fire, you can't help but note the... The way the lesser is almost defeated in its movements... It looks as though it has suffered some ultimate shame that he can't get over. And occasionally, maybe every hour and a half, he'll get up, kind of grumbling to himself, walk over to whatever wood you have stored, and drag a piece back over to the fire and throw it down, slump dejectedly on top of the fire again. You know, we can keep the fire going. You don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, you people don't keep it hot enough. Okay. Other than that, your watch passes uneventfully. Oh, uh. Also, uh, I would have loved to see the the shift switch of Cherish being like, Tirza, please keep the fire extra hot for this little demon <laughs> friend of mine. No, I'm not devil. No, I wouldn't. Devil, yeah. He's he's doing his. He's doing. He's in the car. He's listening to his favorite music in the air conditioning. <laughs> Off. Uh, I got an eight. Cool. Your eyes just constantly track back to the giant devil looming over your campsite. It's impossible. Having any sort of staring contest with this thing is really difficult, as it doesn't seem to blink. And most of the watch is actually probably not watching. It's probably just like, oh my god, Shamaran, give me patience and tell me what to do, because... <sighs> yeah. Give me a religion check. Oh, cool. Can she show up? That would be awesome. I'd love that. Yeah, it'd be really great. Uh, <laughs> 14. Okay. Your watch passes uneventfully. Crawl. <laughs> mm-hmm. 17. 17. 
just before dawn, you see the form of the boss suddenly lurch upright. Moving with a terrifying speed, it flies, its wings not really flapping, but just lift it up into the air, as though they guide its direction, but don't actually produce any motive force. It zooms across the campsite, moving about a hundred feet away, and you can see at the edge of your vision, as the sun is still creeping up, long shadows stretching from the Stormwall Mountains, the strange, weird stormlights reflecting that sunlight, making strange shadows dance in the distance. The huge devil will land about 70 feet away and just begin whom, 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 with these giant hammer strokes that thud on the ground. You can feel the vibrations even at this distance. There is almost no sound other than the the wombs and the thuds of this gigantic mace. It flies back quickly after less than a minute and then settles back down exactly where it was and you can see the gore dripping off of its mace. Love, love, love that. That was impressive. Good that. I assume we're all awake now. No. This all happened in almost total silence. Oh. And the less, the lesser from the campfire will just, like, it looked like he was asleep. His eyes were closed. His, like, long, spindly arms were tucked back behind his head. But he'll have a bit of a grin on his face as the boss comes back and settles down with a whisper onto the ground. And the lesser will say, <laughs> Abishai's got a little too close. Dumb bastards. Didn't didn't even see see them. Oh, okay. Alright. That's that's good. Nah, you wouldn't. The the black ones are sneaky like that. They uh Yeah. They can create like a, a globe of Yeah, yeah, you'll figure it out one day. Okay. And other than that, Reed, yeah. did you attempt to access the Dreamlands this evening? I don't know if that's a good choice, Mike. <laughs> well, it's up to you. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, so you are effectively casting the Augury spell. Okay. Do you remember what that does? No, I gotta bring up the Augury spell again. So, you focus on something, some kind of result or specific course of action or thing in the world, and you can receive four possible results. Either it will indicate good, bad, good and bad, or nothing, meaning it is some kind of neutral. Okay. But, before that spell goes off, I need you to roll me a d12 to see if you can even garner any sort of information from your meanderings through the dreamlands. 
An eight. Eight. So, lost in the, the twisting moonscapes of some shattered plane, the likes of which no mortal has seen in an eon, you wander beneath floating castles of glass. A strange cat approaches you this night, tentacles looming out of its shoulders. It gives you an odd stare, and it says, Well, you're not supposed to be here. But other than that, your night is just full of strange, eldritch visions. Nothing particularly useful. Great. At a certain point, your dream self will turn towards you, observing from the rear, and give you a quizzical look. But other than that, nothing comes of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. The morning comes. You've all gained a long rest. Thank God. Bells and hit points are plenty. And I think it is there that we will take our break. And when we return, you shall have your next course of action ready to go, I'm assuming. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very fine magical item, and that is my wide selection of devil talismans. Now, you may be asking yourselves, but Omatep, what do devil talismans? Well, here is what they do, my friend. A devil talisman lets you summon a devil. It's that easy. Well, I mean, there's a lot that goes into making a devil talisman, you need to know the devil's true name, you need to prepare the correct rituals, you need to bathe it in the blood of somebody you love. You know, nothing really that crazy, but it, it, it does require some work, and that is why I charge money for them. And you know, getting a devil's true name is no easy proposition. It can be done with the correct charm spells, or with some wily financing, or perhaps with, you know, some smooth talking and bartering. But a devil's true name is a powerful thing to have. It lets you conjure a devil straight from the hells to be bound to your service. Unfortunately, most devils, when you do this sort of thing, don't take it too kindly to be wrenched from whatever they were doing so they can serve some puny mortal. That is why I recommend the devil talismans. It removes all the muss and fuss of having to concoct some kind of really elaborate magical ritual circle that will make sure that the devil won't kill you when it appears, because a lot of them will try to do that. The talisman instead will simply bind the devil to your will, and so long as you hold that talisman, it must do whatever you command. And this can work on all sorts of devils. Bearded devils, ice devils, those ironies. <laughs> I don't have any in stock, but I have heard there are even devil talismans for such as the pit fiends. Scary brutes indeed. Now, most of my talismans are only for imps, which are usually more than happy to be dragged out of the hells. They don't really have it that good down there, you know. So, for your average impish devil talisman, I am charging as little as 1500 gold. Though, admittedly, the low end of the spectrum is for some very ornery imps. So what can I do to get you into a fiendish pact today? Eh? No? 
Okay, well, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had something of a powwow with several devils in the middle of the night. One tried to kill them, but was thankfully stopped by the lesser. Your friendly neighborhood imp. And so we find you in the morning, having gotten a long rest under the watchful gaze of the lesser's boss. A huge pit fiend-esque creature. So yes, yeah. you find yourselves coming to in the morning. Cherish, the only thing of note is that throughout the night, your dreams were constantly bothered by that name you heard. Every time you woke up, either for your watch or come the morning, that name is on your tongue. Parvos. Parvos. You're, you, there's the taste of it that you come awake with. Hmm. It sticks in the craw. But come the morning, yeah, you are all yeah. well rested. <sighs> the devil really hasn't moved, and you find the lesser snoring under a pile of cinders and ash. Just snuggle up. <laughs> Um, now that it's light out, can I try again to maybe pick out a, a trail from a forester? Sure. Give me another survival check. As you're staring around in the daylight, you can see that the, the crimson flames in the hills have not gone out. They're just less noticeable in the daylight. The day uh, is wan, and the sky is overcast. And if you didn't know better, every once in a while you'll feel this like cold sting on your flesh. And you don't really see it. It's that thin, wispy snow that you can't really sense until it's touching your skin. But it is snowing. Huh. It's been a while. Uh, I rolled a 21. Damn. Scanning around in the daylight, you see the ruined remains of that Abishai, and in the distance you can pick out some craterous ruins of six more creatures that apparently attempted to sneak up in the, the wee hours of the morning but were obliterated by the boss. Glancing around, you have to differentiate between the tracks made by your companions the night before, and it is a scattered mess of tracks. Yeah. But eventually you do find a trail leading out and away, moving in a vaguely southwesterly direction, but in a more straight west, as opposed to towards the line of bonfires. Okay. Still heading towards the, the hills and the the Stormwall Mountains proper, but maybe at a, an oblique angle from where the, the bonfires are located. Okay. Uh, looks Tough to like say precisely whose trail it is, but you can tell that it's humanoid. Humanoid. Um, well, this is a guess, but uh, I have tracks heading kind of more west than southwest 
I'm guessing that's forced. Um, yeah, not really sure what is in that direction. I haven't been this far south before. Um, but yeah, my guess is that's where, that's the direction he went. Well, we should try to follow those tracks. Make sure he's okay. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, we've... We have a, a goal here, a purpose. I don't... I don't know that we should be distracted from that again, though I am also very worried about the marshal. Well, we can think about it this way. Maybe he stumbled upon some really useful information. <laughs> that would be very not aligned with our luck so far, but maybe. Or maybe he just needs help. The heavy breathing of the huge devil behind you draws your attention every once in a while. Looms, Either way, not moving. Right. Uh, and I think Tirza will cast a look up at that and say, "Either way, we should probably head out." I agree. Um, are they going to be following us? I don't know. I hope not. Hey, uh, Lesser? And the little imp is still snoring in the remains of the campfire. Oh, Jesus. Um, I go, I walk up to him and I kind of like, like, not like kick him, but like tap him with my foot. And he'll let it like, no, no, it wasn't me, I swear. Uh, and roll up out of a bed of ashes and kind of like look around in in a panic and then look up at you and say, Ah, it's you. Uh, hey. So, uh, how about that soul, huh? Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, so you're, you're here to watch Cherish, make sure she's fine? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Does that mean you, you two are going to be following us? Well, I will. Uh, the boss, he, he doesn't really get around unless, uh, he's needed, you know. So, here's my question. Uh, we're about to barge into probably an incredibly dangerous area with all sorts of folks who want us, including Cherish Day. So, oh, if we were going to do that, <sighs> wouldn't it make sense for your big friend over here, your boss, whatever, to just go in, maybe wipe out this encampment before we go up there. Uh, Sid. <laughs> and what's Sid's alignment? The the imp who is standing on the ground and this maybe only a foot tall will look at you and will say, "Look at the pair of horns on this guy." <laughs> We're speaking hypothetically here, of course. Well, look, speaking hypothetically, of course, 
I mean, that would be up to the boss. I don't really have a say in what he does. Okay. Uh, what happened to just taking out Jeremiah Payne and maybe trying to not obliterate all of the townsfolk who might we might be able to save? Are we abandoning that plan? The people in those hills are responsible for murdering every single person in the Ettenson. Women, children, cows, cows. <laughs> Thanks, Grawl. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If they're okay with that kind of violence against people who couldn't even defend themselves, I mean, they literally laid down and let themselves be killed because of some kind of magic. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not people being misguided. I suppose that's true. But I think either right, way... I'm just having a, a difficult time with it all. But I, I understand. That does, it makes sense. I think that either way we should probably know what we're about to barge into beforehand. Maybe do some reconnaissance see what's going on, um, and then we can make a more educated plan after that. Still standing near your boot, the lesser will say, and if you want the boss's help, well, you're going to have to talk to him. Yeah, I don't really speak... Uh, uh, I don't think Sid knows... Well, Infernal, I don't speak. Does he speak common? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Okay. I think the first thing we have to decide is if we're going after Marshall Foster. I'm not against the idea, I'll admit. I think we should. We should find him. I do, too. Okay, then. Grawl? Yeah. We'll use all the help we can get. Yeah. I don't know how much help he's going to be, but uh, who knows? All right, so the four of you pack up your camp, having this conversation. The lesser is sort of standing off to one side opposite his boss, so the two of them are sort of flanking your campsite as you're packing it up. The lesser is watching in a, an amused fashion as you're rolling up bedrolls and folding up tents and packing away your stuff, brushing down your horses, preparing to saddle them and all that. The large devil just looks on with unabashed hatred. Cool. Yeah. Deuces. Yeah. Let's. I'm gonna miss that get, one. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think we leave. Yeah, yeah, and I think following the trail that Sid, Sid found. Yeah. 
Um, I'm, I, before we go, I'm going to ask if there's any more Abishai out and about that they can see. You ask the lesser this? Yeah. And the lesser will just, like, give you a once-over and say, I ain't talking to you. That's fine. Okay. It's important for us to know for Cherish's protection. <laughs> I don't... I, that's, that's Olivia talking still. All right. Sid says, it's important for us to know for Cherish's protection. <laughs> I don't... Look, I stood up with you with the boss, but I don't know how much protection Cherish will be getting with that thing. And he'll point to Grawl, following you around. Anyway, uh, yeah, that might be one of two others. Hmm. When have I ever been anything other than a, just a total gentleman. Just I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm not even being facetious. It's fine. It's fine. We're riding on the same horse. Yeah. Yeah, and the lesser seems both amused and a little upset by that fact. <laughs> Is hmm. he coming with us, like he said? The lesser? Yeah. Doesn't look like it. Oh, okay, so he'll be doing the invisible thing. Yeah, hmm. let's let's blow this popsicle yeah, stand. Unless you have any more questions, Elliot. Uh, I, no, I, I mean... I the, hate, the, hate the, both of these dudes. The, the Grawl thing is... I want to know about, but like, God, this situ whole situation is so uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Both in and out of character. <laughs> So you pack up and leave, mounting your horses and other sundry mount-based creatures. You strike to the west following the trail that Sid had found? Yes. All right. Soth lets out one more defiant snort as he passes <laughs> the giant devil. And the devil, in a very strange moment will snort back and almost nod slightly to the horse. That's not good, good boy. Good boy. What the fuck are you guys riding? <laughs> I'm guessing it's I don't, sort of not horse horse. I don't know, but he's shaped like a friend. Yes. Mm. I love him very much. As you begin to ride away, the lesser indeed disappears. You're not quite sure where he goes, but he is invisible. At least for the time being. Yeah. Striking westward, oh, okay. as you move away, your eyes are drawn back towards the spot where you'd camped the night before, and as soon as you're less than 100 feet away, you can't tell that there is a giant devil looming there. Maybe it's some kind of illusion, maybe it's just the natural inclination of this creature, but it looks just like a mound of stone and earth sticking out of the prairie as the foothills begin to rise beneath the shadow of the Stormwall Mountains. Mm-hmm. And this is in daylight. Yeah. Last night you'd wandered upon this place in shadow. If it can be that hidden, come the full light of day, you're terrified about what else this thing is capable of. Yeah, I am. Stalking away to the west, I'm going to need somebody to make another survival check to try to continue to follow this trail. Uh, I'll 
give someone advantage if they, or I guess yeah. I'll roll, and if someone wants to help, yeah, advantage. Um. Oh. Yeah. Uh, who is who's rolling here? Me. I, I'm. You're rolling. Okay, so I can give you. I can help you. Yes, but I just rolled a dirty twenty, so I don't know that you need to do that. Well, I wouldn't have known. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, roll again anyway, Olivia, because natural twenties happen. Oh yeah, that's true. Flashback to my sword. <sighs> no, but I literally just rolled a nineteen again. Awesome. Cool. Dull nineteens. No, 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 nineteen. All right, chance you. Weird, weird thing. Tears are taking the lead on the slightly ephemeral reindeer. The other two mounts following close behind. You follow the trail, and now you can see that there are little patters of blood here and there on long grass that was brushed up against on exposed, windswept rocks. And you can see that you're heading in a more northwesterly direction, still towards the foothills, but away from the line of bonfires. They seem to curve and come to an end at a certain point. Mm. You can see now that the line that you saw on the hillside actually does recede as you head north. It seems to curve into a large semicircle. It might go all the way around. You can't see the far side, but it seems to ring an area of some kind. And as I said before, the flames are spread out maybe one every quarter mile. Okay. You are a little exposed out here, moving from a scabby prairie land to these low hills that you're kind of going up and down. Are you moving quickly, slowly, with stealth? That will depend on how long it takes you to move through this terrain. I mean, what do you guys think? Stealthily, probably? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. That means you're going slow, methodically, almost barely faster than a walking pace. More leading your mounts as you follow the trail than actually riding them. Yeah. As you move following this trail... Occasionally, you'll lose it for a pace or two, and then come around and find some exposed piece of rock that's been broken off, and a blood-smeared handprint is on it. You see the, the stumbling scrape marks of boots on the ground. Eventually, you find an abandoned crossbow. The weird, mechanical, repeating crossbows of the... the Haven Guard of Blue Gulch. Is it smoking? No. Smoking crossbow. Uh, does so that the amount of blood that I've been finding seems like uh, just based on the way you described it, it's like small amounts. It's not like this is a person who is actively bleeding out as he's running away. It it is trace amounts, but you've been following this trail for miles now. Yeah. So, so he's there's a lot. Yeah. But you, I, you find um, this crossbow abandoned. Crossbow. Yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it and put it in the bag of holding okay. for now. You have no ammunition for it. That's, that's fine. 
the ammunition for these crossbows aren't just simple crossbow bolts. They come in, like, quarrels of eight that you have to load into the bottom of the crossbow. Mm-hmm. The trail eventually leads you to the edge of the foothills. The Stormwall Mountains rise up in sheer cliffs above you. This close to the edge of the valley, there is a static tinge to the air. It tastes like... Well, you've only ever tasted the this kind of air five times before. Mm. While you were in the trial, you were soaked in magic. This close to the storm wall, it's palpable. You can feel it on your skin, on your tongue. The hair on your arms and necks stands on end. It tastes a lot like Windex. That would magic taste like. Not good. No, it, there's there's a there's a vibrant nature to it. It it is like standing on a mountain top during an electrical storm. I was this is gonna what I feel. Oh, this is what it feels to like to chew five gum. <laughs> <laughs> I I was gonna say not that any of us have ever done this before, but like when you stick an electrical cord that's still plugged in into your mouth because you. You don't have any hands left to hold it, mm. and it shocks um, you ah. in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could all just be normal. No, I don't. It's the most that. relatable I'm thing. I think you know. battery uh-huh. will will shock you. Yeah. You yeah. Have to do that. But as you get anyway. closer to the foothills, <laughs> you can see that it is snowing in earnest here. Mm. This is very bizarre for this far south in the drylands, or the drylands at all just doesn't snow down here. Something about the magic of this side of the valley keeps it dry throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Hence the name. <sighs> Eventually, trail your trail finds to a craggy crest of hills. Maybe a mile, mile and a half away from the ring of bonfires. And you're moving into these low range. It would be very difficult to ride your horses in here. It seems as though wherever the marshal went, he did so to lose some sort of pursuit. Mm. Occasionally, as you enter these hills, it's much more rocky, jagged terrain. You'll see score marks here and there. Large gouges in rock. You don't find a body. You don't find any bodies, but there's clear signs of violence here. Oh, God. As you come into this area, though, the trail gets confused as the violence and clear signs of combat muddle the exact trajectory where he left this small little dell in the center of several hills, all of which are made of barren rock. The wind sweeps through here is bitterly cold. The snow isn't really sticking to the ground, but it is creating this icy 
crunch to the terrain that you're moving through. It's like a very thin layer of sleet. Um, I'm going to take Lou out of my bag. Okay. Hey, buddy. The spyglass is silent. <sighs> Lou? I can't, like, feel any... And there's a very, yeah. very faint... Hello. <sighs> I... I don't know if this is how this works, but... Do you feel clay around here? Can you tell if he's around? And with, like, the barest... Little whisper, you have to hold the spyglass almost up to your face, and you hear a no. I'm so sorry. Inside your mind, Maz will say, This one is fading. Does does that mean that Forrester is also dying? I do not know. <sighs> Tears are around your shoulders. Sadagar just has this intense wave of empathetic sadness. Yeah. And at your hip, Sid, Stormpiercer will say, Oh, no. Does that mean he didn't make it? Should, should we call out to him? See if he's... Yeah. Grawl, yeah. you see this wave reaction move across your three friends, and you just... You don't feel it in the same way they do. Like, it's sad, sure, but there's some kind of empathetic link that the three of them feel. The emotion's way more intense than what you're feeling. Um, how fresh is the blood? Like, is it, like, long-dry? It's way long dry. It's days old, and it's this cold wind is drying things out out here. Shit. Um. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Um. I think we need to move faster then. Should we call out to him? Worst thing that happens is whatever attacked him pops out, and honestly... And then we fucking kill it. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but no. nobody wants to. But nobody wants to do it. Well, okay. I guess <laughs> we all live in places that have other people that live in them. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> okay, Mar- Marshall Forrester. So you shout out. Yeah. There and is then, uh, Clay. Tears' voice rings out through the hills and is deadened by the frigid wind. There's no echo. Your voice seems to be lost in the arctic chill of this place. There's no response. Can I try to do, like, a survival check, maybe? Sure. I mean, it's, it's, I know it's probably a long shot. You have disadvantage on this roll. The signs here are confused and muddled. Uh, not great. Uh, four. There was clearly some kind of fight here, and eventually, Sid, you lean down as you find something, and you come up with a broken what looks like a a long knife or machete that was snapped in half. The blade looks as though it was frozen and then shattered. Is there, like, any markings on it? Eight. No, it looks well made. Yeah. But definitely of human that? origin. It doesn't look as though it's any kind of weird supernatural... Um, does it, does this, like, Dell go anywhere? Does it have, like, offshoots at all? Yeah, there are, it winds off into the hills, and it's just a confusing mess of hilly crevices and jagged, rough rock outcroppings. There are cracks here that wind down into the ground. There are hills that roll up, moving towards the sheer mountainous sides of the storm wall. Damn. Without a clearer sign, you could very easily get lost here. <sighs> As you sit and ponder what to do, Cherish, you're still holding Lou, and Maz will say, I can give it time, but it will cost me dearly. What do you mean? Explain, like, like, what do you, what do you think you, what are you doing? This bondling will die. Unless you find the bonded in minutes, hours, I am unsure. I can feel its its essence draining. I can delay its 
death. But it will cost me. What will it cost? Strength. And you would do that? No. But would you? I feel responsible for this. That is not an answer. Yes. Very well. You feel a tremor run through your hand. One of the gemstones on Maz shatters. Which one? The white one. White one, okay. There's a tingle that runs through you. Up your arm, through your heart, down your other arm, and into the spyglass. And there is a tremble that runs through that item now. The gold that rimmed its wooden frame suddenly gains a new luster. The glass, while not repaired, seems to shine in the light. And the little voice says, We have to hurry. Not much time. But it's audible now. It's loud. And Maz is silent. Thank you. I, I say to her. Um, and Lou will say, He's to the south. I can see him. Okay. Guys. Let's, let's, let's go. Yeah. I assume yeah. we can hear that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no more stealth. No more stealth. We're gonna get there quick. Power ride. So yeah. you all get on your horses and charge southward? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Moving through this craggy terrain, you get up onto a ridge and begin moving pell-mell. As you do, you can see the bonfires growing close. You're less than a mile away now. As you pull to a halt on this ridge line, you can see that it winds down towards this line of hills, each with a bonfire on top of it, separated by maybe a quarter mile. Also, they're within sight of each other. And you can see what looks like a small fort built, nestled within the hills, south of you. It's a long wooden structure built of stout timbers, solid craftsmanship. There are several buildings within it, and it seems to have some kind of stablery. It's well-equipped. It has a keep at its center that is also built of wood. All of this is log construction, lashed and bound together by terracotta and clay. And as you pull to a halt as you see this, 
you can see that behind it is this ring of firelight. And beyond those fires is a landscape that suddenly strikes you. Cherish and Sid, you have a nightmarish flashback to the first trial as you see uh. that landscape. The Arctic winds sweep up yet again, and a drift of snow blows across your face as you see beyond the light of the fires is a land of winter. Snow and ice coat the ground. The snow is visibly heavier on the other side of the ring of firelight. You can't see far past the ring of fires. The snow is that thick. But there are shadows out in that storm. Shadows that move. Shadows that fly. What do you do? Lou indicates the fort and says, He's there. Is there a uh, movement inside the fort? You can see people moving around inside of it, yeah. You're not super far away and you have a good vantage point on this place. You're Is very it? confident that you haven't been seen yet. Okay, maybe we should get into an advantageous spot. The nearest of the bonfires is directly behind the fort. Fort is maybe 100 by 200 feet in its just general footprint. It is a compound of some kind. Mm -hmm. There are cl clearly people moving around inside of it, but getting an accurate count from this distance is tough to say. You're maybe uh, a quarter mile out, but you've got several hundred feet of elevation, so you're looking down into it at the moment. Um, is there, yeah, is there a way to get closer without losing cover? You don't have any cover per se at this moment. We're uh, just far away. You're just far away, yeah. Yeah. If anyone actually bothered to look up on this ridge, they might be able to see you. Especially if they had, say, a spyglass, but... Mm. Oh, yeah, can you use the spyglass? Uh, y yeah? I don't know why not. I mean, like, as a normal one, probably. I don't think that I get to have the power. Maybe? That is a very weird cultural taboo within the Tempest Rift yep. Valley. Yeah. I, fig I mm -hmm. figured it was. <laughs> like, like, yes, you can, but like, it's icky. I, but like, yeah, Cherish feels kind of skeevy. Like, do you ask if no, she can use it? No, except that it's to save him, so this yeah. is an odd... I must post emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to do it, I can do it. I mean, I I'm not going to do it without Lou's permission. Oh, of course. Yeah. Do you ask? I mean, I, f I feel even... Yeah, like, I, I feel even skeevy asking this, but, like... Can I... Use you... Oh god, I feel... Uh, forget I even asked. <laughs> Lou won't necessarily respond to that. 
Like, there's this awkward silence of just like, what did you just ask? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm, I'm like, going to throw up in my mouth. Um, <laughs> ugh. I regretted asking it the minute it came out of my mouth. Uh, how about this? Will you let us find Forrester with your help? And Lou will say in its slight tremulous voice, even in the time you've been moving, it's gotten a little bit quieter. And yeah. said, Yes. Okay. okay. You glance through the spyglass. Weird. <laughs> Give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. <laughs> the whole time, Jerry's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. 17? Staring down at the fort, your eyes find familiar faces among yeah. the people there. You see several townsfolk who you recognize moving to and from different buildings. They seem to be preparing a cart at the center of this place. Several auroxes are lashed to the front of it. There is a large bunkhouse to the left of the keep on the north wall of the... It kind of like uses the wall of the fort as a wall for its own construction. Mm -hmm. On the south side of this compound, there are what look like four warehouses of some kind. Large, just blocky buildings that people are moving to and from carrying sacks and crates. You're not quite sure of what. The keep itself is another large, just blocky, rectangular building, though several stories high. It looks as though there's maybe two stories on the interior with a large battlement that is above that. And you can see there are patrols at the top of that keep. Some of them carry crossbows. Some of them carry more traditional longbows. There are people near the center of this place that you can see bowed and they look to be worshipping a small campfire at the center of this compound. The mm -hmm. flames there are crimson. And mm -hmm. occasionally you'll see one of them dip a hand just straight down into the fire and then come back out with a smoldering brand. And when I say brand, I just mean like it's a flaming charred stick. It's not an actual like branding iron of any kind. Yeah. And they will hold it for a second as though in some kind of form of determination, but then the fire will go from crimson to just normal orange flame, and they'll let out a sigh and shake their head and put it back into the, the flame. Weird. Stepping out of the keep, moving towards that little fire that caught your attention, you see Jeremiah Payne. You've never seen this person before, but based on Sid and Grawl's description, he's immediately recognizable. Yeah. 
I think I'm as as I'm seeing all this stuff. I'm describing it to narrating them. it. Like, yeah. yeah. Long dark hair, priestly garb. He's got vacant white eyes, but despite that, he is walking around unaided. Mm-hmm. He'll move over to the fire and to the person who like couldn't hold the crimson flame for some reason. Uh, he'll pat them on the shoulder in sort of a reassuring manner, and then begin moving towards the the cart that's being loaded. And he'll be sent. He'll turn around and, like, with a sweeping gesture, he'll start talking to the people assembled in the courtyard of this place. Mm-hmm. It looks as though he's getting ready to leave as well. But of, okay. of Marshall Forrester, there is no sign. Okay. Uh, thank you, Lou. Um, he might be in one of the the buildings that are closed. Um. I'm just going to put you back in the bag now. I love you. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeremiah Payne's getting ready to leave. Do we let him do that? <sighs> Boy, howdy, I don't know. Does, uh, he have a, does he have an envoy with him? Like he, I assume he's traveling with a lot of people. Uh, is that what that looked like, or just a cart with some stuff on it? There were two large wagons being loaded. Okay. Big wagons, okay. Yes. Covered wagons, specifically. Uh, that were in a sort of train being hauled by two huge aurochs. Aurochs are these gigantic, woolly oxen. One can assume he's getting ready to go on his journey back to Blue Gulch. Mm -hmm. Based on your observations, it looked like there were people getting ready to ride in those carts as well. Mm-hmm. And supplies were being loaded into it, it looked like, but uh, supplies of what nature, you couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, the lesser? You somewhere around here? There's no response. <laughs> uh... See, that word, that word that I said is really good, but I'm not sure if I know what the connotations there are. <laughs> Give me an arcana roll. Okay. Can I use Come advantage on. on this one, or? No, you can't. Okay. Okay. Come on, I please feel roll like I should ask. Please. <sighs> uh, it's only a 15. You know that the most guarded of secrets of any devil is their true name. To reveal such a thing is a powerful, powerful secret. Those names have an intrinsic power over those devils. Mm Mm-hmm. And to know the name of a devil is to irrevocably link yourself to that devil. And to speak that name aloud does such as well. And to enact a summoning with said name without the proper safeguards is one of those things they warn you about in magic school. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Though it is just the lesser. So yeah. Uh I think okay, I think out loud again I will be like Look, I'll say the name if I have to, but I'd really rather not. There's just the cold, silent wind blowing across this ridge. God damn it. What? Convos, get your skinny little ass over here. And just as though jerked by an invisible leash out of a veil of invisibility, this fluttering little red imp will just be jerked into existence in front of all of you. And he'll just look around with a panicked glance, and then finally his eyes will settle and cherish, and he will say, Oh, I had really hoped you didn't know what that was. Oh, um, oh Mistress yeah, Preserve. Well, ah. Dumbass? Ugh. So, uh, what was the point of summoning him? Yeah. So those campfires. So you came out through this whatever with the horses. Ah. Uh, and he'll struggle slightly and then say, No, technically I came with the boss. And the right. horses... The horses happen to be there. Well... Okay. Yeah. And they were able to get outside of the influence, so I hitched a ride. Yes. We are under the impression that these campfires are from Stygia. Is that true? No. That's weird. Because that stuff in the well was from Stygia, so... Oh, sure. Yeah, the well. Right. And he'll just, like, choose your look like, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, no, and Cherish is mostly talking out loud. Uh... Oh... Well, see, this is a problem, then. If... These are from Cadia. And the lesser is just looking at you, still kind of on this invisible leash floating in front of you with this really worried look on his face. Yeah, that's probably fair. Because <laughs> I gotta close that hole. And he'll just give you a weak little shrug and a smile. Uh, well, never mind. I thought this was going to be helpful. Uh, I'm, uh, am I free to go? Yeah, I guess. And he'll let it along like, whew, <laughs> whew close one. Uh, all right, bye. And he'll just vanish. Yeah. Okay, well, I thought I could get some answers from him about, God, I don't even know. let I, we need to go. We need to save Forrester, and apparently we need to knock some heads, so I guess let's just do that. Um, Works for me. Any plan? Or 
don't die. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> um, well, we don't really have a great, there's no like great vantage point to sneak up front to it. But because there's no like woods or anything leading up to the, uh, no, it seems pretty strategically placed. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Weird how that works. Um, is anyone attuned to that hat of disguise? Me. You are currently and, attuned and, and to me. that hat of Well, one, only one person can yeah. be attuned to it, right? So, yeah. so, so Grawl, you're so the one who's Grawl. been hanging on to it. Did you ever attune to it? Yeah, I mean, I wore it for hours. Right, but you... Just because you're wearing it doesn't mean you attune to it. Yeah, attuning is like an active process. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'll, I'll say at this point, you were hanging on to it for a long enough period of time you could have if you wanted to. Like it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Grawl is technically attuned to the okay. Hat of Disguise. Okay. Um, so, I, I, wish, I wish I could have been the one to have been attuned to it, but that's fine. Um, I'm thinking you, Grawl, mm -hmm. can maybe look like one of them mm -hmm. and sneak in and try and find Forrester. While the okay. rest of us maybe draw the attention of them, okay. that's that's an idea that I'm throwing out there. Maybe right. like an ambush for the cart that's leaving with um, uh, Jeremiah Payne on it. Who should I look like? I don't know. Um... I mean, I know what Jeremiah Payne looks like, but I don't think that's a good choice. <laughs> Probably oh my god, no, please! Don't think that's a good choice. That's so funny. <laughs> we saw other people standing with him, did we not? We did? Yeah. We did. Yeah. Um, Maybe you like one of them? Okay. I, I, I can do that. Yeah. What do you guys think? I, sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Tears is just back on murder mode, so like whatever we do is good for her as long as <laughs> I'm about to go fuck some shit up. <laughs> or die. <laughs> Either one. Bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. Tears a cloak bearer. Fuck shit up and die. <laughs> so who are you going to look like? We've got a few options. You saw those three evangelical cultists who were mm -hmm. uh, proselytizing the next day that were hanging out with Jeremiah Payne. Uh, mm -hmm. Bode McLaren was definitely one of them. The, the young woman, Anna, was one of them. You've also gotten a good look at one of the big bruisers who never caught their name. Yeah. According to Marshall Forrester, there are two separate factions here. You're not quite sure what their relevance are. Right. Now, the next big question is, which one of those people looks like they would be more likely to wear a bucket hat? It's a, it's a great question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is a bad item that we bought. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kind of worked. This this is the nuclear bomb Mike was talking about. I mean, the the other option is that one of us can just go in there separately while the rest of us are drawing attention and just hope that. Point out this other thing too. Um, I have invisibility. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that might work. We mm-hmm. should just, we need to get rid of this hat, honestly, because uh-huh. it keeps giving us the dumbest <laughs> ideas <laughs> how to do uh, shit. With, like, stupid hat. Fair stupid enough. fucking hat. What about um, this? You, can you make me invisible? Uh, yes. A creature you touch oh. becomes invisible until the spell ends. You've got one hour. Okay. And it's going to be a lot easier for me to maintain concentration. Out here. Fair enough. Um, hmm. I'm I'm thinking that I mean I'm I'm just I'm sneakier than you. Yeah, I, I mean no, you are. If I didn't realize that Crawl can make other people invisible, he should make you invisible. Yeah, and then I can find Forrester. Uh, do you have any I, health potions with you? I do. Yeah, I okay. have a I have a great. I, was going to use I also want to point out that I can cast this on two people. Oh, shit. Oh. oh Actually, damn. Uh, for each spell slot uh, above second level. And I'm at fourth. Yeah. Wait, so... Um, you could, could make, you make all, all of us invisible? invisible? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, goddammit! Let's just... Read! Read! <laughs> Okay. Motherfucker. <laughs> what, are, what are we talking here? Are we all infiltrating, or are you like what are we talking here? Point of fact: no, I with a single casting of invisibility, because a warlock spells are always at max level, the max level spell he can cast is fourth at the moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So, as per invisibility, when you cast a spell using a spell slot of third level or higher, you can target one additional creature per spell slot above second. So, you can turn three people invisible with a single casting. Okay. Okay. I mean, if we're going to cast invisibility, might as well cast it on as many of us as possible. Yeah, I I agree. Only one of us visible. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you guys can go invisible and I'll just, like, pop on in. I think that's a bad idea, but... Yeah, I'm more comfortable with Tirza being visible. Yeah. Uh, just because when they start hurling shit at Tirza, she mm. will that's go when, down. But when one person hits me, I won't immediately go unconscious. <laughs> right, right. Everyone regained all their hit points, right? I had Spencer. an idea. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry, Reed. You're right. Two people. When two people <laughs> hit me, I don't. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's a plan. Let's do it. It's part of a plan. So, who's going in? Just we me can just or... wing the rest of it. Come on, we're not. This is how we do it. <laughs> we'll do five shots before we go in, and then we go. Yeah, I, that's how we do it. Uh, well, I think... wait. Who, I mean... so wait. Who's going in? I. I feel like I should go in and find. Uh... I think the other two could potentially stay invisible. The other two of you could potentially just stay invisible and, you know, help me Amber, distract. Yeah. yeah. This is going to go so badly. Probably. <laughs> it's fine. Come on. adapt. Look, adaptability is the most important part of every plan. This is true. So who is going invisible? 
Sounds, Sounds like, like everyone but me. All yeah. right. Are you doing this now? Uh, uh, how far away are we from the... Because um, it only lasts an hour. Right. Yeah. Uh, how far... How long would it take me... I mean, I don't even know if I would know this, but like, if I were to go on foot, because it wouldn't turn my horse invisible. Nope. No. <laughs> how, just... how long... What is a good estimate? It's just a horse. It's just a horse riding. It's so weird. It's, it's uh, just, this, and the reins and it. the reins are going. Yeah. It's weird. This reminds uh, me. Anyway, this reminds uh, me of the the one time I played Halo and I found an invisibility thing, but I wasn't near anybody, so I got on one of the eight things and started running around trying to find people. Good times. That is exactly like that. So uh, from foot it would probably take you a half hour to get down to the compound from here that is what i was afraid of if you want to attempt to sneak closer before enacting that that's going to involve some stealth rolls and maybe leaving your mounts behind that's up to you yeah i mean we can't sneak in with our mounts it's certainly up to the difficulty yeah (laughs) Especially with Soth. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not I mean, big on stealth. We could just go down there and then, you know, I mean, you turning invisible, they're they're still not going to be able to see you. So True. if they're alerted to our presence before you go invisible, that's fine. What about this? I'm turned invisible, and my horse is turned. This is no. We're getting see this. We're getting away from the good idea. The longer okay. we think about it, which is okay. why we always wing saying, things. I could get, <laughs> I could get close up without being seen, pretty quickly. This is such a hey. Huh, if you were an animal and you just suddenly went invisible, would that freak you out at all? Would the answer is yes. I don't know if I would notice. I'm trying to think back to being a leopard. Okay, we are absolutely wasting so much time right now. <laughs> sure. Okay. A man's life hangs in the balance. So yeah, what are we, we need to am go. I, am I sneaking up and then I just want to know what we're doing before we do it? Um, am I sneaking up and then turned invisible, or am I going to waste half of my time walking up? No, I say we. I say we get as close as we can before alerting their presence, and then all of a sudden, three of you vanish. <laughs> that seems like it's going to work out really well. This is I'm saying it sarcastically, but yeah, yeah. What is the range so, on your on your spell casting? Do you have touch? touch yeah. God. Okay, so I have to rely on But we just just stay near Grawl until that happens. And then he touches you and you go and do the thing. Everybody give me perception checks. Yep. That's fair. Yeah. God damn it, you guys. As you sit at the totally top of cool. this Ledge. Nin- 19. Right? 16. Okay. My 18. sevens and ones look very close. Eight. Everybody but Cherish, as you're arguing about what precisely the order of operations here is, notices a dark figure hurdle out of the blizzard contained within the fires. It streaks southward and erupts from the wash of white snow. 
Its form is indistinct from this distance. It's near the southern, or not the southern, but the southwestern edge of the ring, so not really that close from the from the fort. You can only see it because you're high up and you have this distinct vantage point. The people of the fort are probably completely unaware of this thing happening, and it will streak down towards one of the bonfires, and that is what you see. That is bad. I don't know what that is, but it's bad, and we need to go take care of this right now. Yep, let's do that. So we're going to sneak, and then turn invisible. Fine. Where are you leaving your mounts? I mean, mine... Yeah, yours is gone. So we're at the top of this hill. I guess on the other side, the hill... To be... You are on the top of a large, almost cliff, really. You're not on a hill, per se. You're on a ridge that's overlooking this fort. But yeah, if you want to leave it on the low side of the ridge, you absolutely can. Because you're going to have to crawl down that way anyway to scramble around and approach the fort from the north. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say we do that. Alright, so you stake your horses as safe as they can be out here in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. There is a celestial reindeer standing guard, so that's something. And Soth looks as though he can take care of himself. Yeah, so the stake is just like a formality. <laughs> yeah, you definitely notice Soth just like eyeballing the stake as you're beginning to Ooh. walk away in like a, a a very unhorse-like fashion. Yeah. <laughs> that horse has plans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. I love it. (laughs) Oh, God. Wandering closer towards the fort, are you going to attempt to move in stealthily, or are you doing just straight-up guns blazing and then three of you vanishing during a fight? Uh, I mean, I'm not very... Yeah, I'm not very good at the first one, but I can try it for you guys. Alright, so, stealth (laughs) rolls for everybody. Ooh, that's a good roll, Raid. That is a good roll. That's fine. Oh, deal. What do we got? Oh. 18. 18. 16. 16. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. And I rolled um, a 19 on my first die, and I botched on... Oh, boy. I apologize. I'm not joking. Next time, next time we tie up Tirza to the stake and we bring <laughs> soft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As you are moving, Tirza is clanking slightly. Thankfully, the rest of you passed, so that botch, which counts as two failures for this effective skill challenge, is overcome by the fact that everyone else passed. Oh, good. So it's it's a three to two ratio here, thankfully. Moving towards the north, you come around a low hill and you're fairly certain you haven't been seen. A few hundred feet away, one of those crimson bonfires rages at the top of a hill. This close, you can see that there are three people standing, or two of them are standing, one is sat 
almost kneeling in front of this bonfire, facing it. And the other two seem to be standing guard. They are holding longbows. The one kneeling is saying something. It's tough to say from this distance. You're a few hundred feet away, but you can tell that these bonfires are being manned. This close, you can see that the bonfires themselves flare up from 10 to 20 feet tall. There is no kindling. These fires just erupt from nothing, and their flames are the deepest crimson. The color of blood. But can I can I use divine sense really quick? Okay, the, this... they're like a hundred and fifty feet away. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. So, I... you, you could attempt to get closer. I mean, we're gonna get closer, right, guys? Well, the, the fire is the fire is off to your right. You need to continue moving south to get to the fort. Yeah, um, I apologize. My thingy is cutting out. So. Fair enough. <laughs> you can see that the even from this distance, you can see that the the archers that are guarding this flame are not looking towards you. So you move with impunity. They are looking inward towards the blizzard. That tracks. Continuing towards the fort, you move from cover to cover, staying as stealthily as possible. From this angle, you can see the walls of the keep rise up above the walls of the fort, so that those who are on the rough walkway atop the keep can see out over the walls of the fort. The walls of the fort itself have a, a low battlement to them, but it only really comes up to the knees of whoever's walking along the... Uh, the edge of the wall. The low buildings inside, other than the keep, are only one story tall, so they don't come up over the wall of the fort itself. The wall of the fort is maybe 20 feet tall. Okay. Barely. I, you may have said it already. What is what is the wall of the fort made out of? Stout oh, timbers, yeah, it's logs all bound together and mashed together with mud and rope. Okay. This is a rough construction, but it seems to be very well made, all things considered. It's not coming down short of something very terribly strong knocking it down. Right. We'll see. <laughs> the wind here is bitter and cold. Snow is whipping out from the blizzard. The line of fires is only a hundred feet away at this point. The nearest fire is directly behind the fort, and you can see that low fortifications have actually been built around that one, and several more people are guarding it. Occasionally you'll see a member come out from a back door of the fort, moving to that fire with what looks like a some kind of branch or stick, and they will come over and very carefully stick their hand into the flame and then come back out with a piece of crimson flame on that stick and then walk back into the fort. Okay. Um. You are maybe 200 feet out from the walls of the fort itself. Any closer and you risk detection without another stealth roll. It's invisibility time. 
Cherish from a pocket, there is a low, keening hum from Lou. Mm-hmm. And a, a tiny, quavering voice says, He's close. Okay, let's do it. So, Sid, Cherish, Crawl, you go invisible. Boom. Okay. Where do you go? As you immediately lose track of one another. Um. Tirza, you are left alone. Yep. And I, it's, I think, even though I know that they're there, I can probably still, like, feel them. And it's still very unsettling. The collar of your cloak will tug ever so slightly in the direction of at least two of your friends. So you you know where two of them are if okay. they are within a certain radius. Okay. Um, I would like to go to the bunkhouse. Okay. So Cherish is sneaking inside. Are you going in through the, the front gates or the rear door that you've now discovered? Um, Is the rear door open or would I have to open it? You would have to open it. And it looks as though it goes directly into the keep. The the what? It goes directly into the keep. Oh, okay. Um, I'll go in through the front gate since it's open. Yes, it is. Okay. Sid? Um, I'll go in through the back. Okay. Back door. Keep. Grawl? Um, I trust, <laughs> um, Sid to be super stealthy, so I am going to go with Cherish. All right. So, so you guys, uh, don't tell me that you're leaving me by myself, even though the plan was for just Sid to go by himself to find Forrester. Cool. Uh, <laughs> wait, I thought the plan for was for us nope. to- Search for him. Nope. But that's oh, fine. Well, if but that we wasn't don't, the, well no, if we that don't wasn't know. the plan. Nope. It's all good. Let's see how this plays I mean, out. I can I can stay back out here and maintain concentration. So I don't get hit. Yeah, no, no, no. If because I that's just like what I, I thought the plan was. So like if that's not what the plan was, then Cherish isn't gonna just go run off by herself. Invisible high five, we stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well here's the thing with invisibility. The invisible people can't see the other invisible people because they're invisible. Yeah. Instinctive high five. Yeah. yeah. Still we're that good at it. Yeah. Someone gets slapped in the face. Just here. <laughs> so Sid is moving towards the rear door. And are the other two invisible people staying here? Mm-hmm. We're just going to hang out with Tears or whatever she's doing. I'll like tug on your, your sleeve a little bit. Be like, hey, buddy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I assumed that all three of us were going to be part of the distraction party. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what we... Yeah. yeah, I just already forgot because I'm a goldfish. So, Sid, oh, you're I moving just... towards the rear door? Yeah, I just remembered something, but uh, I've already headed out, so there's not really much to well, there, There's been a little bit of revision here already, so what what's okay. up, bro? I I would like to ask Cherish if I can take Looky Lou. 
Oh, yeah. Great. All right. Lucky Lou's going to help me find Forrester, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a gentle tug from the the spyglass that seems almost like a dowsing rod sort of effect. Okay. Uh, as you're standing outside, it seems to be pointing towards the front of the fort. Okay. I guess that's where I will go. Okay. Sid, you head off in that direction, circling around towards the front of the fort. The large open gates seem to be open only because this caravan is about to leave. What are the rest of you doing? I mean, the obvious solution is to just go for the caravan, right? I mean, look, we're, we're with you. Whatever you decide to do. Whatever this distraction is going to be. <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, how far away is the front of from us? About 150 feet. Cool. Um, is there... There's... N yeah, I'd like to get closer if we could, like, without alerting people. Is there, like, a path... That this Not is really. going on? There's a rough track leading out of the front of this place that seems to wind away and might eventually connect with some kind of cart track from the farm, but you're unsure. This place yeah, is I mean... clearly wild and barely settled. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get closer without alerting people, but I don't know how likely that is. Well, you can give me a stealth roll and find out. Yeah, I'll do that. Sid, you are moving around towards the front, having mm -hmm. taken off almost the moment you turned invisible. Yeah. Coming towards the front of the fort, you see that more and more people are loading up onto this caravan. It looks as though a, a solid contingent of about a dozen are loading up. And... Jeremiah Payne himself is overseeing the last of these supplies being loaded. He's directing people. You can see now that it's not supplies being loaded. It's empty crates and barrels. People are lifting these and hefting these with way too much ease. And as they're being set down, you can hear a hollow clunk from them. I got a 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Despite all logic, <laughs> you sneak forward and oh raise no apparent alarm. <gasps> oh my god. How close oh. am I right now? You get about halfway across this no man's land, and you can see some of these cultists traipsing along the tops of the wall. One of them has this huge crossbow, and they're just eyeing the surrounding area. Mostly their glances are back towards the west, looking towards the, the edge of the circular barrier of flame back towards the blizzard. 
and as you're creeping, you can see that this one with the huge crossbow is just staring back at the blizzard, almost oblivious of you, wandering beneath the wall of this fort. Give me another stealth roll. God! <sighs> My lowest roll is a dirty 20 right now. Wow. Oh, damn! Damn. And I will show you all via messenger what I just rolled. Oh, oh no. Okay. This could be good, good, he good, just good, or bad, falls bad, bad. right off the dang balcony. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um, I surprise Jeremiah Payne, and he has a heart attack and dies. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, Jeremiah Payne. He's about to be. As you get up to the very bottom of this wall, Tirza, you freeze as this guy with the heavy crossbow suddenly pulls it up. But you can see he's training it towards some dark shape in the blizzard beyond the fire and then lowers it, having seemingly been totally oblivious to your, like, clanking up to the wall. Grawl and Cherish, you follow your friend very easily. Yeah. There's a couple this of is... really tense moments, but other than that, it, everything goes fine. <laughs> it's Grawl and Cherish are secretly, like, holding pieces of her armor, like, <laughs> off. Yes. For, for our listeners, I botched that, uh, that cultist's perception check upon Tears' oh approach. Oh my god, that's uh-huh. really, really funny. <laughs> so, but, Mike, you were right. He was oblivious um, because of the thing, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sid. Um, yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Moving into the fort proper, yes? Mm, if that's where Lukey Lou is guiding me. Then. Absolutely. Okay. It seems to be pointing you directly towards the caravan, in fact. Oh. Okay. As you wander in to the fort, you see... Cultists has been the term you've been throwing around. You see these people, many of them have the brand marks that you see. Uh, a couple of them don't, though they seem to be the, the larger thuggish types. Oh. Anyone who looks to be a member of... A citizen of Blue Gulch has the brand mark. Some of them are sitting at what look like almost practice flames. They're smaller versions of the bonfires, and they seem to be attempting to keep them crimson. Their their whole goal seems to be trying to keep the flames at this, this weird red color. Some of them are fla- failing, some of them are succeeding to different degrees. Mm-hmm. All of them hot. Jeremiah Payne is seeing the last of these crates and... Uh, barrels loaded onto the onto the two huge carts. He'll nod as the last of them is loaded, and he'll turn towards someone who's standing just to his left. This huge, thuggish individual. They look human, but if they're human, then you're a full-blooded elf. They just, they're way too big. They're broad in all the wrong proportions. They must have some kind of ogre heritage to them. Yeah. And you're too far away to hear exactly what's being said, but Payne is placing a hand on 
this man's huge shoulder and saying something in low, quiet tones, and he'll squeeze the shoulder and then turn away and move towards the, the front cart before mounting up. And you can tell that Lou is pointing you towards the rearmost cart. So there's only two in this train, but Lou is pointing you towards the second cart. And okay. almost thrumming and like letting out little just like there, there little little whispers. Too excited uh, okay. to stay silent. I would like to sneak up to the second cart. Tirza. Clinging close to the wall, you move towards the front gates. Unseen, undetected, ready to strike. <laughs> Apparently. Um are the caravan are the are the wagons outside of the walls or inside? They are currently still inside the walls. Okay. Um. God, I just want to press my luck and like see how far I can get. Um. Grawl, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Cherish, are you sticking the, with Tirza? This is the worst. <laughs> plan we've ever had, you guys. What's, what's the play? I... I... I don't actually know. <laughs> to cause a distraction, I, I, mean, I can do that. You're a walking distraction to these people. That... is true. Um... Can I see Jeremiah Payne? I don't know he, what he looks like. Do you Just want kidding. to creep towards the edge of the gate? Yes. All right. Back to the the outer wall of the fort. You're creeping along Metal Gear Solid style mm -hmm. with a slight clank to your movement. <laughs> Give me one last stealth check as you try to approach the front gates of this place. Well, it wasn't good. <laughs> Um, six. Yeah. Yep. Not good. Hey, if I had rolled one less, it would have been a botch, so. Grawl, <laughs> <laughs> Cherish, sticking close to Tirza? Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah. How close are you staying? <laughs> uh, not close enough to be shot by flying arrows when it's seen. <laughs> Yeah. Then how I mean, close yeah, are close. you staying? Maybe about like eight okay. feet behind her. Okay. Grawl. Yeah, yeah. Ten, about ten. Alright. I'll bring up. Grawl's in the back, in as usual. Yeah. <laughs> Moving a few paces behind Tirza, you notice before she does when a guard with a long bow at the top of the wall sort of just like leans out over the wall and looks directly down <laughs> with a confused look on their there? face. <laughs> uh, yep, that's definitely the sound that wind makes. <laughs> and he'll shout out, uh, hey, can I help you? Wait, really? That's so polite. I love it. <laughs> um, As you stop mid-sneak. <laughs> <laughs> and how how tall are these walls? 
That's 20 feet? Oh, about 20 feet, yeah. So this head is just poking out over the edge of this wooden barricade, staring down at you. Uh, I, <laughs> this is such a ridiculous situation. Um, <laughs> can I? Yeah, fuck it. Uh, can I like huck my warhammer just straight up twenty feet and see if I can hit him? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my cool. god, that's please, awesome! Please oh roll me an attack action. Oh I'm my god, ass- I'm gonna Assassin's Creed all of these. <laughs> <laughs> this is untenable. Yeah, I rolled a dirty 20. <laughs> Fucking Christ. That hits. Yeah. Roll me damage. Oh my god. This is oh not Tears' day. She had the best. <laughs> she had the best day ever. So, uh, six bludgeoning. Okay. <clears throat> And that was your roll plus your strength modifier? Um, oh, not plus my strength modifier. Uh, no. That is... What did I say my roll was? I Six. Just... Six. Okay, uh, so eight. Eight, alright. There is a kind of upsetting crack as the hammer just goes straight up into this guy's <laughs> chin and his head just snaps backwards. And the hammer is gonna, like, just straight up and then straight down back at you, and this guy's just gonna go heels up straight backwards off the wall. I catch the hammer. (laughs) There is a shout from elsewhere on the wall. Uh, Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's That escalated quickly. Yeah, Tears killed a guy. (laughs) I saw that. Someone shouts out, Bruce! And oh, I'm sorry, Bruce! Sid, you immediately see Jeremiah Payne standing up at the front of the assembled carts, staring out at the wall just to the left of the open gate, where a guard seemingly just tumbles backwards off the battlements and falls to the ground. And there's just this wet, crunching sound as he hits, falling 20 feet. Well, they're distracted now. There are people shouting and people running, and things are about to go crazy. Sid, what do you do? Uh, Can I try and sneak into the second caravan? Okay. Give me a perception check. Sure. Sure. For sure. Ooh, not too bad. Uh, 26. Excellent. So, you manage to stop yourself before hurtling right in because you hear a voice inside the caravan saying, Wait here, we'll figure out what's going on. And there's thudding boots and two figures just leap out the back of the wagon, throwing back the flaps and leaping out. You stop just to the side, clear of their path. You see them rolling up their sleeves, clutching at brands, dark crimson flames erupting from their hands as they're staring up towards where this disruption is coming from. You see other guards at the top of the battlements rushing over to that area. A couple of cultists on the ground are running over to their fallen 
companion, and you have a moment here to rush inside this wagon if you wish. I would like to do that. All right. Tirza. Uh-huh. From the top of the wall, two other <sighs> cultists are going to sight you with these big crossbows that they're wielding and open fire on you. A 14, I do not believe, hits. No. And a 15 doesn't as well? No. All right, so these crossbow bolts just shatter against the ground. Uh, you block one with your shield and just deflect it off into the wall. Uh, Grals, uh, Cherish, what are you doing? Uh, um, oh, God. Uh, Tirza, what are you doing? Is, yeah. Um, I'm, like, right at the, the edge of the gate, right? Yeah, you could move ten feet and be right in front of it. Cool. Um... Are are there people running out of it yet? No. There are about to. But um, you don't know that. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think I will, like, turn to where I think Cherish and Grawl are based on what Sadagar is telling me. And Sadagar tells you that only one of your companions is nearby. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'll just kind of, like, nod to them and be like, well... They're distracted now. Um, and then... Yeah, I'll like... Tears yeah. and nods at a place like five feet to your left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then I will actually... I will go to like the edge of the gate and I will have the hammer like poised. And I'd like to ready an action if I could. So as soon sure. as someone comes around the corner, I'm going to boop them. All right. Oh boy! Oh, this is not going to go well for us. Um, Reed, if you could turn up your gain slightly. Yep. Okay. Uh, All we have to do is get a wagon, and then we're fine. Sid. Yeah, we just have to steal the wagon. You leap inside the cart. Yeah. And you find this big, broad, covered wagon. Inside is a bunch of those empty barrels and crates. And near the center, laying atop what looks like a, a stretcher or a bench on the side, half covered in a blanket, is Marshall Forrester, bandaged and looking around terrified. And from your hand, a voice says, Clay! 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 And uh... Forrester's just like looking around confused and he'll say, Lou? Lou, you here? Um, I would like to, uh, walk up to him and pull out, uh, uh, Lou, and if I can just try and drop it into his hand. I mean, his hands are sort of just like pushing him up. He looks, he's like, he's yeah. wincing like he's in pain. You can see now that his chest is bandaged and he's got these long wraps around his left arm. And he's got this winding bandage around his head. But otherwise, he looks intact. Okay. Um, yeah, can I can I just drop Looky Lou, like, on his lap or something? Sure. And he just appears out of nowhere, and he's just like... <gasps> and just gasps and picks it up, and uh, there's just this moment of contentment as... Uh, the spyglass lets out a hmm. Aww. Tirza. Mm-hmm. A 
person comes running around the corner uh, with a short sword in hand. Awesome. Uh, whack him, whack him. Okay, give me an attack roll. A 19. That's a hit. Grawl, Cherish, just leap in whenever you feel like doing something. I, I, I'm having, I'm having a problem because. Like I said, just leap in whenever you feel like doing something. This is just fucking. I'm ready to do something. (laughs) Shout (laughs) a plan. (laughs) Yes. Uh, that is. Uh, seven damage. Okay. That's total? Mm-hmm. Yeah, alright. Uh, there's a crack in this guy. Let's out a shout of pain, but doesn't go down. Stands off to the side and will lunge at you with his short sword with a cry. Uh, but that is a 13. Is not going to do it. No. It just scatters the blade off of your shield. <laughs> Grawl, you said you had something ready to go? Yeah. Um, how many people were coming out the, the front gate? So far, you've seen one. one dude, it looks the like there sword. might be more here in a second. Okay. Um, you were standing I behind would... Tirza, so you don't have a good angle on it. Okay, so I would like to like sidestep. Uh, okay, stepping around on the track yeah. to like get out in front of the gate. Mm-hmm. You can see that probably a dozen of these people are inside the fort. There are three up top with crossbows. There are Four of the big thuggish-looking people coming out, and they don't have any weapons of any kind. They seem to be just, like, clutching at their arms, and flames are erupting from their hands. And six of the townsfolk, well, (laughs) five now, um, are coming out. Some of them have short swords, some of them have, like, rough clubs. Um, I would like to uh, target the brute dudes. Okay. Um, with an Eldritch Blast. Alrighty. So, attack one. Well, plus six. So, 18. 18, 18 is a hit. Great, cool. Four, seven damage. Okay. And then attack number two is not great, which is a 10. 10 does not hit. Okay. Well, alright then. Alright, so Grawl breaks invisibility to fire two lancing blasts of crackling green energy, piercing into one of the thuggish types. Cherish, doing anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, so attacking breaks invisibility, right? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, (laughs) I'm going to... But I have to attack before the invisibility drops, right? Yes. Okay. Uh... I'm going to smack one with my uh, uh, quarterstaff. The one that Tirza just attacked? Or are you moving deeper into the fort to go whack a fresh one? I'm going to go deeper into the fort. Cool. (laughs) So they can hug you real good. Okay. So you wade in past Tirza and you begin approaching one of the, the townsfolk? Yes. All right. Can I attack this turn? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, well, that's only a 12, so... 12's gonna hit. You do get advantage, but 12's gonna hit anyway, so... Oh, okay. Um, okay, so... 
done this in a while. Um, D8. Three damage. All right. The and yes. as a free action, I'm going to cry out. Uh, how could you do that to the Edensons? And the familiar face of Hank won't uh, will just look at you startled as you appear out of nowhere and bonk him in the face uh, with this piece of stout wood hand-carved by... Because uh, <laughs> if you remember, this is the quarterstaff that... Yeah, from Ned... Yeah. Flanders. Something. Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you shout that out and just bonk this person on the face. Uh, yes. Sid, you hear a fight breaking out outside. Nicholas was his name. Yeah. Um... Well, that's certainly a distraction. Um, hey, Clay. <laughs> the marshal just like looks around. <laughs> don't, don't be startled. It's your old buddy Sid, and he's currently invisible, and he's here to rescue you. Yeah. Who? Uh, I'm friends with Cherish. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um. Why are you saying you're gonna rescue me? I don't. I don't need rescuing. You don't need rescuing. What do you mean? I. I, I mean, we were headed back to town. Um. Okay. Tirza, there is still a cultist <laughs> in front of you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can I go around him to get like in front of the gate? Yeah. Absolutely. Cool, and he can he can have an attack of opportunity if he wants. Yeah, he'll, fine. he'll absolutely take that. Uh, That's cool. That is a seventeen I, to hit. No. Okay. Uh, I'll say that to him as I'm walking past. You are free to attack. Me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will. Uh, I will. Sh I will shout. Because um, yes, you definitely heard Cherish shouting at the people from inside as. She attacked and revealed herself. Yeah, I will shout. Uh, Listen, I'm not here for any of you. I'm just here for Jeremiah Payne. Okay. And the man <laughs> himself is standing not 50 feet away, standing at the, the front driver position next to another cultist. He's staring at you with blind eyes over the backs of these large aurochs that are suddenly getting very agitated. Uh, I mean, does he do anything? Because I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> You've only been described this person, but he stands out. He's got these blind white eyes. He's wearing priestly robes that come down in kind of like lines of white vestments. It's like the a priest's collar, except it is around the edge, the front of his robe. Mm-hmm. Okay. The interior um, of his clothing is more of like a simple trousers and uh, a, a button-down shirt. He's got lank black hair that frames his face, and he's just staring at you with mild confusion. Um, this might maybe he, clear clear things up, but I will uh, say... Um, Jeremiah Payne, Rashad, 
you are a heretic. Uh, and let's get ready to rumble. No, <laughs> I don't say that, but... The mic comes down from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the name Rashad, the blind preacher-looking man standing at the top of the cart will lose his confused expression and gain one of resigned almost sadness. Hmm. Interesting. And he will cry out, If you want me, then come and get me. Leave my folk alone. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, how far away is he? About 50 feet. Cool. I will move my full distance. Okay. Grawl? Yep. Uh, well, so Tears just went in. Cherish is in. Did you guys get that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I froze. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Sid is theoretically inside. Somewhere. Uh, yeah. Um, Time to party. Uh, in I go. Okay. Are you attacking? There's still a cultist standing in the gate that Tears are sort of just abandoned. Okay. Um, is He's this one fine. armed or is this not armed? One not. He has armed. a short sword. Yeah. Oh. Well, boo, boo that. Um, I'll just. And the big thuggish-looking ones are still inside, standing. The one you struck last time is still very much alive. I feel like hitting these dudes is, like, I feel kind of bad about it. Yeah, it's really, really easy. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah, yeah. so, um, I feel... Townsfolk? Yeah. 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 That's why I've um, ignored that uh, the other one. Can I bonk one with, like, the pommel of my sword? Like just like go sleep or like yeah, like non lethal like flat yeah if you if you declare non lethal damage yeah yeah I wanna I wanna turn the sword flat and like bonk him on the head the one that tears abandoned yeah okay yeah. yeah sure go for it cool all right so attack one oof that's not good um fourteen fourteen I'll hit great cool. Uh, that's five. Uh, nine non-lethal damage. Just straight out. Perfect, great. Is there anyone nearby-ish that I can get my second one with? The next closest one would be the one that Cherish is currently attacking. Okay. Um, can I attempt to put him to sleep too? Yeah, absolutely. You can just stride up and <sighs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Okay. Ooh, that is same as before. A fourteen. Fourteen will still hit. Great, cool. Um, lethal. Ooh, uh, fourteen non-lethal damage. Just Go sleep down. Perfect. <laughs> the other cultists will cry out. Someone shouts. We won't let you take Jeremiah from us! 
bow shots go off towards you, Tirza. Mm-hmm. The highest one being a 22. 22 will hit. Finally. <laughs> For goals now to just to hit Tirza. At max damage, they got a whopping nine. As a bow thrums and pierces your shoulder, more cultists rush forward. Three of the townsfolk attacking Cherish. Um, let's see, we got a 14. Uh, yes, that matches. Okay. Two 14s, actually. That's also an 11. And one is a natural 20. So. Oh, yeah, that'll super do it. Uh-huh. So, that's six. Seven is 13. So, a total of 22 slashing and bludgeoning damage. Woof, that took me right down a half. More than half. As three people uh, just start wailing on you with clubs and short swords. Is anybody remarking on my statement I made? Uh... No, though one of them says uh, Cherish has clearly gone over to their side. Right. God damn it. Two more are going to uh, more of the thuggish types are going to attempt to attack you, Grawl. Okay. They will clutch at their uh, arms and, like, shoot crimson flame at you. I need you to give me dexterity saving throws. Two of them, specifically. Uh, okay. Um, what's my dex at? Mm, You're okay. definitely not close uh, enough to Tirza to get uh, bonuses where that's concerned. 18 for one. 18 for and one. 16 for the other one. 16 for the other one. Both passes, so no effect as you just shrug off this crimson flame that attempts to engulf you. The last of the thuggish types will rush forward and attempt to reach out a hand and just place it on your chest with some kind of spell attack. That is going to be a 17 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right. So, they cast Inflict Wounds on you. Turd. It is not a nice spell. That is 3d10 necrotic damage. So, that is... 14 necrotic damage as he places a hand on your chest and you feel just vital essence being drained from you. No, my juices. (laughs) Awful. Vital juices. And Jeremiah Payne will attempt to cry out and say, No, no, they came for me! Let them be, let them be! But no one seems to be listening. Not a very good cult leader. Nope. Sid. Uh, no, I, I, you're clearly confused or brainwashed or something because they're opening holes into hell. Like, they're... Like, what do you mean they saved you? I was... I was scouting them out, like I said, and... Yeah. There's something... 
something was out there in the hills. It, it messed me up but good, but uh, Payne and his boys, they found me and they saved me from whatever that thing was. It had these weird... Well, anyway, no, that they're not summoning it. They're holding it back. They're holding back the... Fuck. Insight, can I... Is he being honest, or is yeah, he... Yeah, give me an insight roll. I, mean, I guess he might not know. They could have lied to Whoa. Um, not great. Like, 13. As far as you can tell, he's being truthful. He believes what he's saying. Uh, okay. 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 Fuck. Um, Tirza, what do you do? Jeremiah Payne is less than 10 feet away. Standing at the top of the cart, and your mic is muted. Shit, sorry. Uh, just out of, like, morbid curiosity, can I cast Divine Sense as I'm, I will cross the full rest of my distance? I know that takes my action. You absolutely can. Yeah. Ow. Fuck. Sorry. You okay, Elliot? Yeah, I just banged. I took a desk. Coming close, you cast out your divine sense, and there is no trace of fiend or aberration or anything. There is evil all around you. The snow drifting through the air, the that horrible freezer burn stench. It's everywhere. But there is no creature that detects as evil within that radius. There's not undead? Not as far as you can tell. What the hell? Then that stops me in my little paladin tracks. You're not... Shikar said he killed you. And Jeremiah Payne will give you just the saddest look and say... Don't you pity me, old man! <laughs> Shakar the Binder slew the man named Rashad, but it seems as though I cannot outrun his sins. Do what you will, Augabera, but leave my folk in peace. And he'll just stand there, hands outstretched, just staring at you. Grawl, what do you do? Um, fuck. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna, like, level my... No, no, no. <laughs> Um, I want to level my sword uh, at, like, the surrounding people. Like, I'm done attacking people. There's one of the fanatics directly in front of you. They seem very intent on putting an end to you so that you do not touch their leader. Oh my god, fine. God, go to sleep. I'll just... Put it... Just gonna bonk him. Just go to sleep. Non-lethally put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah, go to sleep. Okay, attack one is... Ooh, that's 19 plus whatever my bullshit is. That'll hit. So, plus seven. Okay. Non-lethal. Go to sleep. 
nine. Mm, not down. Okay, attack two. These seem to be the, the bigger, more thuggish types. Okay, uh, okay, uh, that's a 20. Mm, That'll hit. 23. Uh, five. Five damage. All right. Still standing. Damn it. Why won't you sleep? <laughs> Cherish, what are you doing? Uh, I am going to yell. Uh, whatever side I'm on, at least I'm not in league with the forces of hell. Okay. Doing anything yeah. else? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna whap non-lethal. I'm gonna give a non-lethal whap. Okay. The one you were attacking before was one that Grawl just strode up and just bonked unconscious. Yeah. So you go to another person who was surrounding you and just Yeah. Whap. That's not, yeah. I wish I was, I was like, oh, I'll whap because I'm not gonna do anything because it's not a botch, but it is a two. Okay. Uh, which makes it a six, but I'm just going to say that that doesn't do Yeah, it. one of the cultists just, like, whacks your staff away with their with their club, and they will say, We're trying to hold back the forces of hell here! You're the one bringing this evil down upon us! Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Sid, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to give uh, Forrester his crossbow. I'm like, uh, be safe. I gotta go do something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, and so I want to run out of the run out of the the caravan um, and see if I can find Jeremiah Payne. Okay. Oh, you right there, right you, there. You dive out of the rear of this wagon and you circle around maybe twenty feet and yeah, he's standing right there, arms at his side, staring down Tirza, and we cut briefly back to Marshall Forrester who stares down at his crossbow and he says, This thing doesn't have any bolts in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Be safe. What am I supposed to do with it? And yes, you see Tirza standing ready to bring down the wrath of every god of the storm upon this man as he stands just ready to take it. Uh, can I stand in between... Can I get in between Tirza and Jeremiah Payne? <laughs> do I have enough food to do that? I mean, I, I'm a rogue. I can dash. And- You'd have to bonus action dash to get there, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to I'm bonus action dash and I would like to drop the invisibility. You do not have control over that. Shit. You can attack me yeah. and drop it. That's fuck. Um motherfucker. Uh Grawl, can you drop this please? Sid's oh, voice God. from nowhere. <laughs> from right in from... front of me. <laughs> yep, sure, sure. Um, yeah, like drops concentration and suddenly Sid is visible directly in front of Tirza. Uh, I'm like sort of holding up hands here. Uh, 
are you, Jeremiah Payne, holding back the forces of hell, or are you trying to bring them into this world? Tirza, do you let him answer? Um... You know, I think that it's um, having flashbacks to a, a time in an alley. Um, and yes. You do? I do. Okay. But I'm going to be rolling an insight check. I'll <laughs> just let you guys know. <laughs> Jeremiah Payne will stare at you, Sid, with blind eyes and say, I am not summoning any diabolical forces. My followers and I seek to contain that which would flood our valley before the final storm comes. I rolled a dirty 20 on that inside check, but I'm assuming he's being honest. I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to roll it too, just because that's what I want to do. Um, yeah, 18. You believe he is being honest. You sense no falsehood in his words. Do that's... you know what attacked the Ettenson farm? I was not aware that the Ettenson farm had been attacked. And there's this lull in the fighting as everyone's sort of just like pausing and watching this conversation happening. Yeah, only four of them made it out, thanks to my friends and I. Some kind of devils attacked the farm and killed most of them. We were under the assumption that they came from this direction, which is why we attacked. However, if that is not the case, I don't want any more bloodshed. Grawl, Cherish, are you doing anything while Sid is having, is saying all of this? I mean, I've got my sword leveled at people. Yeah, and they're all sort yeah, of standing I'm... a little bit abreast of you, just waiting for whatever stroke is happening here. There's this uh, high okay, tension so in the air. I've got I've got the sword leveled with one hand, and I've got the uh, like like a hand up, like a stop motion uh, towards them. And they're definitely looking nervously at that hand because they saw you fire bolts of crackling green energy out of it not <laughs> a minute ago. Some people have bows, some people have eldritch powers shooting out of their palms, just whatever. Right, it's Tomato, just strokes tomato. for different folks, you know? Yeah. I'm merely Good illustrating gesture. that for you, <laughs> an upraised hand is not a peaceful halt gesture. Okay, so as I see them all freaking out about my open palm, it rotates into a thumbs up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> And then I, God bless. Level up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh huh. Cherish, are you doing anything? Um, 
No, after that last exchange and this current thing, Cherish is just kind of like, uh, what? Okay. Jeremiah Payne is staring down at you, Sid, and he will say, Some of the creatures have slipped by our vigil, I will admit. I was not aware that the Atkinsons had been destroyed, as you say. How many uh, of these tears are there? And Payne will shake his head and he'll say, Countless. And why attack us? We've been attacked by worshippers of your sort. All across the valley. And he'll look around, still with his blind eyes, and like gesture at his folk, and he'll say, You came to us. You came here, Thunder God. You came and assaulted my people. You bear the mark of Dahaka, as they did. And He'll gesture down towards his people. Some of them have the brands. You can't tell if he does. He has long sleeves. But then he'll point to you and say, We wear the marks of our faith, as do you. Whatever other faiths you have dealt with. They were not among my people. They were bearing a mark very, very similar to the ones that you and your followers carry. And spoke of your same god, your bastardization of mine. And they were in Blue Gulch not a month ago. It's very suspicious, wouldn't you say? And Jeremiah Payne will shake his head and just stare down at you, Tirza, and say, I don't believe there is anything I can say that will convince you, child. You seem to have already made up your mind. Yeah, well, well I haven't. <laughs> and somebody from outside will say, They killed Bruce! <laughs> Jeremiah Payne will raise his hands as there's like a rising tension again. And he'll say, Brothers, sisters, 
We have a greater work here. These have come from me. We need not risk your family, your friends, your loved ones on my account. You have the power to hold this back. I have given you that. Let them do what they will. And the other cultists are clearly on edge, but they're not acting. What do you do? Does Tirza look like she's ready to attack? No, I think she... Oh, I mean... <laughs> I think she is, like, still Warhammer up, shield up, full body tension, breathing heavy, but... <laughs> the wound serpent on Tirza's shield. The cold steel of her hammer are not what your eye is drawn towards if you see Tears of Cloakbearer. It is the the woven filigree upon the cloak. Snakes are definitely a solid motif, but wound within is a three-headed serpent, almost dragon-like in appearance. Its body splayed, almost like a claw, right across the back near the shoulders. Similar enough, but clearly different. Just as the ragged, hand-shaped brand that all of these cultists bear is similar to the brands you've seen on the more murderous cultists, but different. Jeremiah Payne will remain silent, hands still up, as though keeping back the well of tension in his followers, but his eyes are only for tears of cloakbearer. And as he stares at you, Tirza. You can see that gray film over his eyes will fade. And eyes of the deepest, darkest blue are staring back at you. Uh, I think like all of the tension suddenly, like, drops out of her, and she, like, she drops to a single knee, and says, Gods, I still don't know what to do. I still can't. Oh, 
Shamaran, help me. And I'll drop the Warhammer. There's a low susurrus that runs through the crowd. Not a word, but a sigh of people slowly lowering weapons. Clubs being dropped to the side, blades coming down out of the air, crackling crimson flames dying on the hands of some of the larger cultists. They all stare at you warily, but no one is making a move. Does anyone do anything? Uh... Sid. Yeah. Did you find Marshall Forrester? Yeah, he's okay. He's in the caravan. They mended his wounds. They're taking him back to town. Good. I mean... <sighs> Leaving's not a good idea. Yeah. Is... I, I guess I turn to Jeremiah Payne and I ask him, is it too late for us to talk? He'll lower his hands finally and take a step down off of the wagon not coming near Tirza, but definitely shooting her a look, though that look is a little unreadable. He'll move to you, Sid, though you're not far, and he'll say, It's never too late to talk. Though you will see that his eyes will glance over at the, the body sprawled at the bottom of the parapet. What was his name? It was Bruce. I am... I am sorry about And Jeremiah Payne will say, Clearly, there is a story that needs telling here. Yeah. And he'll turn to some of his people and he'll nod towards the body. He'll say, See to it. Glancing back towards you, Sid, you can see that that gray film has covered his eyes again. He appears to be blind. Though for a moment, at least, he did not. Hmm. Coming back around his followers gathering up nearby, Jeremiah Payne will say out loud to just the people at large, Caravan still needs to leave, but I'm staying here. Brother Thelonious, and this huge hulking, maybe half-ogre, 
comes up. And you can see now that he had gone to fetch this just gigantic bastard sword. And he'll say, You take the caravan in for supplies. See if you can't scrounge a few more recruits while you're at it. Sir, the road is not safe. And Jeremiah Payne will say, what do you mean? We have been attacked several times on our way down here from all sorts of pretty nasty creatures. We are running dangerously low on supplies here. Another day or two, we'll be eating our own boots. I guess... I guess you have to get supplies. We'll double the guard, and he'll call out, and more of those thuggish types will come up, and... The huge brother Thelonius with his great sword will mount up, and it seems as though he's sending way more of the, the branded, large, thuggish dudes than he would normally, and it seems to deplete the numbers here more than it would have. And he gives that a worried look, but if it means defending the caravan, that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Anything you're going to run into is going to be more active mate. So, Jeremiah Payne will give you a nod and say, Thank you. I appreciate the warning. Is there um, somewhere we can maybe have a conversation? Or should we just stand out here in the snow? And he'll shake his head and say, Nah, we should get inside. It ain't safe to linger out here under the wind. I look over to Tears. Um... She'll pick up her warhammer and uh, say, "Let's go. Let's talk." Flanked by a couple of cultists, Jeremiah Payne leads you towards the keep. Once you're close to the interior doors of that place, you can see that it is carved with intricate, hand-cut reliefs of, at first glance, to most of you, it looks like Jarashir symbology. Tirza, if you give it a, a second look, you can tell that it is different, it's wrong, it's, it's not what you know, it is baser, more Bastardized isn't even the right word anymore. It's it's raw. It's 
unrefined. But there are depictions here of Dahaka, of Shamaran, of Andranjinyi. The form isn't necessarily correct, but the function is the same. This is a temple. Yeah. As you enter this place, you see that that is precisely what it is. It's not some kind of fortified keep. This is a place of worship. The same reliefs line the columns inside. There are low flames being kept here, all of them crimson, that weird red light dancing inside this place. Though it doesn't have the smell of smoke, it has the smell of sulfurous freezer burn that is way more apparent to all of the normies now in this place. And Tirza, like, that smell is evil. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Everything about this place confuses you. As you enter, you can see that there are more people in here. Some cherish that you recognize, others that you don't. Most of them have the, the hand-shaped brands on their forearms somewhere. A few of them look up as you enter, and you can see that these are the people who huddled inside and hid. Among them, you see the young woman, Anna, standing nearby the, the older woman who was with her before. Bode McLaren is one of the cultists who, short sword in hand, is striding behind Jeremiah Payne continuously shooting Cherish scornful looks. Yeah, she is not she is like looking at her feet this whole time not making eye contact with anybody. At the rear of this place is a large pit and Tirza in a normal Jarashir temple there would be a large bowl at this altar, filled with water that is said to have come from the outer storm itself. People are anointed with that water, ceremonies are performed over it. Sometimes three snakes are allowed to, like, crawl in and out of it to represent the gods. That's the cutest thing ever. I love it. Here, that place is taken up by a large crimson fire that dances with little fractals of black energy as well. It seems to be more intense, more focused than all of the other fires you've seen. There are benches in front of that flame, pews, if you will. There's no stage or altar or like, place where a preacher might stand. 
but Jeremiah Payne takes a place near the flame, kneels down just in front of it, and with one slightly trembling hand, he'll just reach into the flame, and as though untouched by it, he'll reach down and pick out a piece of charcoal, take it in his hand, and hold it close as he turns around, moves towards you. And he'll say, Clearly there's a lot we need to talk about. I don't quite know. And he'll look awkwardly over at Tirza. What you've been told. Not much, just that people bearing your mark have been damaging the, or have been, you know, <sighs> gathering around the realm scars and uh, stopping attempts to close them. Well, I don't know about attempts to close the realm scar. If that's what you call it, all I know is... There was a threat, and I had the power to contain it. But I needed help. And how exactly do you have this power to contain it? And he'll look away with an expression that is difficult to read. Maybe it's shame, maybe it's sadness. Finally, still clutching that piece of coal, he'll look back to you, Tirza, and he'll say, You said the name Rashad. That man is dead. He was bound. He was judged. And he was utterly destroyed. All that was left was his pain. No power, no strength. Perhaps that man's pain crawled into a dark place. Perhaps it found power. Perhaps he tried to bend that power towards a purpose that might ease that pain. least ways before it consumed him. 
sure it'll happen one day. But it hasn't happened yet. But the sins of Rashad ain't going nowhere, I suppose. And even pain can be judged. That last scrap of Rashad needs to die. Fine. My people already know the way. Didn't really answer my question, but... <laughs> Do you say that? <laughs> um. Uh, no, probably not. That's she's probably polite even in this situation, and that's kind of rude. Uh. And. And all this, and she kind of indicates the temple, why use the trappings of the Jarashir? Trappings? Child, no. <laughs> this is faith. This is the cage. This is the thing that holds back the darkness. The living gate, the three. The Jarashir teach you so little about the wheel, about what is known beyond. They called me a heretic. For asking questions about where we come from and the power of our gods. They called me a heretic for reaching beyond this plane, for seeking answers beyond the material. And for finding those answers, I was irrevocably destroyed. Why? If what you found was so helpful, why would they do that? Because the truth is terrifying. Because our people are set in their ways. Because they await a day that is coming, but they do not understand its significance. And that significance
my what I have to say will only make you as much of an outcast as I am, child, and I would not wish that upon you. <laughs> well, I don't believe that anything that would protect the valley would be oh and the lie the mm. lie catches in her throat a little bit because of course Tirza already knows that the Sharashir lie I want I want to protect the valley. If my faith has given me anything, it's given me that one singular purpose to protect the people who live here and my friends and and all anyone has ever given me has been lies and secrecy. The Jarashir, the kind of looks at everyone as like the old mage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You weren't going to say it, I was. <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah Payne will let out a long, beleaguered sigh as though he has said all of these words himself. That your struggle is all too familiar. And he will say, if you wish to know the truth, the Jarashia did not start on this plane of existence, child. And it will not end here, either. And I think that is where we're going to stop this episode of Material Components. Because, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at MatcomRPG. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners, especially when shit's about to get really, really, really weird. Oh, boy. boy Yay. Oh boy. We're just making it through the prologue right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it's really going to yeah. get started. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, really cold open. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cold. So. Yeah. That, was um, that was a joke. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, is that it? Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's okay, that. okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, I'm at, on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. Um, let's talk about how I've killed two people this entire game, and both times it's made me sad, so... Come hang out, I guess. Or don't. 
I'm sorry, murder is bad. <laughs> they, these two, I'm pointing at Michael and Reed, have killed a bunch of people. <laughs> and they don't have to feel sad about it. I, okay. Uh, Reed, I you cut I'm... a guy in half. Several. In the street. I, who tried to murder me? I'm pretty sure. I... If I go back, all of my attempts to, like, kill people have been, uh, after receiving death blow, you know, like, like, threats to my life. This I is, think... Reed, where can people this find a... you? Yeah, this is it's an excellent conversation. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Readimus. Um, come, come and, uh, tell me about all the times that I, uh, Saved so many lives by taking a few. Um, everything balanced. Anyways, it's time for us. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, and I, I don't have a a, a Twitter uh, account or anything. Um, but if you want to let me know what you think of the show, you can do me a huge solid and rate our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it. Um, this show is is great and it's fun and it's getting interesting and so we want to know what your guys's theories are so please let us know indeed if you want to inform me about any of those theories please do so over at my personal twitter handle at mk gargoni uh and uh yeah i i'd be curious to know what people think is going on because damned if i know yeah, Mike has no idea. <laughs> I really don't. I'm just making this crap up. Um, it's all it's all an improv exercise. I, I don't know if you would be happy with the amount of this stuff that is improv. Um, <laughs> you can also follow our dear, dear friend Omatep over at NPC underscore AN, because even when he is not actively in an episode, uh, he's dealing with his own transplanter nonsense over because he is an important NPC. Um, some exciting news on my front. I just want to let people know that, uh, in a couple of weeks, I will be heading to Indianapolis for Gen Con. Hooray! <laughs> Best four days in gaming. Um, I say this specifically not only to brag, though I am doing that. Um, Flex. But also to let uh, any of our fans know who uh, might be at said gaming convention uh, to try to reach out and say hello. I'd love to meet some people in person. Um, for a large chunk of the weekend, I will be DMing uh, over for uh, the people from The Dead Gentleman uh, because they produced an RPG called Demon Hunters, a comedy of terrors, which I'm sure some of my players are already familiar with. Um, I'll be running, I think, five games of that over the course of the weekend. I am very much looking forward to it. Um, my one shot is going to involve Teddy Roosevelt, pterodactyls, and buying pretzels in a mall. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, please, uh, reach out and say hello. Uh, anyway, as always, y'all, the world is chaos, especially now. Now that we've entered some to true transplanter nonsense. So yeah. please be kind to one another. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Yeah.